They said it was forbidden. They said it was dangerous. They were right. Introducing the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual. Dive into the arcane, into the hidden corners of the occult. This isn't just a comic. It's a hidden tome of supernatural power. All original artwork illustrating the groundbreaking research of Juan Ayala, one of the only living homunculologists of our time. Learn how to summon your own homunculus, an enigma wrapped in the fabric of reality itself, their power at your fingertips, their existence, your secret. Explore the mysteries of the Aristotelian, the spiritual, the Paracelsian, the Crowleyan homunculus, ancient knowledge lost to time, now unearthed in this forbidden tale. This comic book holds truths not meant for the light of day, knowledge that was buried, feared, and shunned. Are you ready to uncover the hidden, the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual, not for the faint of heart, available now from Paranoid American. Get your copy at tjojp.com or paranoidamerican.com today. But there's a reason. There's a reason. There's a reason for this. There's a reason education sucks. And it's the same reason that it will never, ever, ever be fixed. Never going to get any better. Don't look for it. Be happy with what you got. Because the owners of this country don't want that. I'm talking about the real owners now. The real owners, the big wealthy business interests that control things and make all the important decisions. Forget the politicians. The politicians are put there to give you the idea that you have freedom of choice. You don't. You have no choice. You have owners. They own you. They own everything. They own all the important land. They own and control the corporations. They've long since bought and paid for the Senate, the Congress, the state houses, the city halls. They got the judges in their back pockets. And they own all the big media companies, so they control just about all of the news and information you get to hear. They got you by the balls. They, they spend billions of dollars every year lobbying, lobbying to get what they want. Well, we know what they want. They want more for themselves and less for everybody else. But I'll tell you what they don't want. They don't want a population of citizens capable of critical thinking. They don't want well-informed, well-educated people capable of critical thinking. They're not interested in that. That doesn't help them. That's against their interests. That's right. They don't want people who are smart enough to sit around the kitchen table and figure out how badly they're getting fucked by a system that threw them overboard 30 fucking years ago. They don't want that. You know what they want? They want obedient workers. Obedient workers. People who are just smart enough to run the machines and do the paperwork and just dumb enough to passively accept all these increasingly shittier jobs with the lower pay, the longer hours, the reduced benefits, the end of overtime, and the vanishing pension that disappears the minute you go to collect it. And now they're coming for your social security money. They want your fucking retirement money. They want it back so they can give it to their criminal friends on Wall Street. And you know something? They'll get it. They'll get it all from you sooner or later because they own this fucking place. It's a big club and you ain't in it. You and I are not in the big club. By the way, it's the same big club they use to beat you over the head with all day long when they tell you what to believe. All day long, beating you over the head in their media, telling you what to believe, what to think, and what to buy. The table is tilted, folks. The game is rigged, and nobody seems to notice. Nobody seems to care. Good, honest, hard-working people. White collar, blue collar, doesn't matter what color shirt you have on. Good, honest, hard-working people continue. These are people of modest means. Continue to elect these rich cocksuckers who don't give a fuck about them. They don't give a fuck about you. They don't give a fuck about you. They don't care about you at all. At all. At all. You know? And nobody seems to notice. Nobody seems to care. That's what the owners count on. The fact that Americans will probably remain willfully ignorant of the big red, white, and blue dick that's being jammed up their assholes every day. Because the owners of this country know the truth. It's called the American dream because you have to be asleep to believe it. Welcome 
gonna do some stupid shit, but, but uh, welcome to the Juan Juan Podcast. <laughs> I'm your host as always, Juan. We got a, a board today. We're not we're not live today. I just I feel like being live sometimes is a lot of pressure. Just you know having to perform. You're watching that counter go up and down. You know you're telling Roman starts telling dick jokes and the counter starts going down. So it's like now nah, fuck that. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I didn't want to do it live. But I'll Was put this out to tell dick jokes as much as we want now. We can, yeah, we can tell dick jokes as much as you want. It's going to be on the RSS yes. feeds here. Not this week, but I think this week, no, next week. So yeah, whatever. Any, anyways, a week from now today is May 27th, 2022, 7, 12 PM Eastern time. And I am follow me on social media at the one on podcast. Thomas, you want to plug your shit? Then Roman and Gabe. You're right on uh, paranoidamerican.com. I make uh, comic books and soon to be games and music and animation, all about conspiracy what? theories, occult research. I got a pinup series in the works that you guys will probably like. Uh, but yeah, check me out, Damn. Paranoid American, on Instagram. And if you want to see all the latest stuff, because the website's uh, got a lot of free things, but not. Hold on. Hold on. We lost you? Give me a second. I'm here. They, they, they keep trying to put me back, man. There you go. There you go. Uh-oh. You got games out, dude? That's awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm working on a couple. I had one that was on the uh, Amazon or the, the Play Store and on iOS, but one of the end bosses was a naked Alexander Graham Bell, full with a little dangly bit <laughs> as he ran back and forth across the stage, and you were like, try- it was like a top-down shooter, and it got classified as, as nudity. Um, and it got pulled off the stores and I just, I never like made a censored version. So I need to go back and this was, this was early, early on. And it was before they had all the extra rules. So once they started passing the rules, it got pulled, but anyway, separate <laughs> tangent for a, for another show, we can talk about my, my nude Alexander Graham Bell video game. Damn. Uh, that's awesome, dude. Damn it. I wish I had played that before it got banned. Um, I can send you a I'm copy. The- Oh really? Oh damn! Let's go. Yeah, I'm 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 with it. Uh, I'll give you a full on review. Uh, people uh, watch my stitch for game reviews. Absolutely kidding. I ain't got that, but I I fuck with it. Uh, homie Romy here, rising from the ashes podcast. That's, that's it. That's it, bro. <laughs> damn. All that's right. it. That's it. We keep it short and sweet. Gabe. So I'm slick dissident on YouTube. And I weave with the Weaving Spiders Welcome Crew on Saturdays into Sundays, also Wednesdays into Thursdays. It's like a part-time job nowadays with them spiders. Uh, And I'm also hanging over on the Interverse podcast with Chance Garten. And you can check us on Rockfin over there. Uh, And if you have to, you can come over on the YouTube side. Eh. Links to everybody's shit will be in the description below. But I always like I always like for people to just plug their own stuff, you know what I mean? So today we're gonna be getting into something that's near and dear to my heart. It's near and dear to Thomas's heart, because we're Florida boys, you know, we're here in Florida. And obviously Homie Romy came through the hood. I wasn't in town. I was down south by the Everglades, right? I was down south by Coral Castle. And Apparently, this place blew Homie Romeo away from how crazy it was and all this stuff. And he brought up this enigmatic figure. 
And obviously, I'm the rabbit hole master. I can't deny a good hole when I see one, right? <laughs> I like to be in all holes, you know what I mean? So Homer Simpson for you. You connect the dots when you start going down these rabbit holes and you connect them to other people, et cetera, et cetera. So we're going to start with Henry Flagler, which Flagler College, Flagler County, uh, uh, the Ponce de Leon Hotel, the what's the name of that? The Elka, not the Alcatraz, uh, the, Alcazar uh, Alcaz or some shit. Alcazar, yeah, which is now the Leitner Museum. Yeah, which is a museum now. He had a couple other ones. And then there was a lot of Henry's involved. There was Henry B. Plant, Plant uh, uh, Thomas Plant City. That's the guy from Plant City and Tampa Bay and all this shit. So when I started researching these guys, I go, oh, that's why that's named that. Homestead was the first homestead, it, you know, down over by that part of the, of the of Florida. So that's why it's named Homestead. I'm like, oh, shit, you know, I got a house there. So it's like. You start connecting the dots to why these places are named what they're named because of the people behind it, because of the lizards behind it. And, you know, you know how the saying goes, if it looks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it's a lizard person. So guilty by association, these lizards in power, they are lizards. OK, so Henry, Henry M. Flagler, we, I wanted to start with him because he's the one that really pushed through for the railroad system from St. Augustine all the way down to the Keys. And if you see his association with John D. Rockefeller, which he was John D.'s right-hand man, John D., okay, John D., you know what I mean? You know what I mean? <laughs> John this. You know, he started this endeavor on the second half of his life after he had already retired from Standard Oil. So he has helped establish Standard Oil with Rockefeller. And because of him, because it was, well, it was because of another guy's business model, but he was one of the founders, one of the key players in founding of Standard Oil. Now, we know Standard Oil, uh, you have ExxonMobil, you have all these other conglomerates and these huge companies that came from that because they were a monopoly. They got sued for being a monopoly. But this guy who they call him the father of modern day Florida, uh, Henry Flagler, he was involved in establishing Standard Oil. So you have the lizard money there. You have the Rockefeller Foundation, which has their hands on a lot of different things, which that's a whole nother rabbit hole in itself when you start digging down, down that line. You know, the whole Illuminati, Illuminati confirmed fucking bloodline and all this shit. You start going on those yeah. things. So I, you know, I, I did a couple of a little bit of the history behind Henry Flagler. And I wanted to read a quote by him because it relates to what we're going to be talking about today. So he says, there has never been anything worth worth obtaining without grief or suffering and disappointment. He was born January 2nd, 1830 died May 20th, 1913. And he died only because he slipped at the Whitehall mansion, which he had made for his third wife. And he succumbed to his injuries. So the dude fell. I had a neighbor die the same way down the street. He fucking fell in his garage, broke his back, never to be seen again. I had a friend of mine in California die the same way. Slipped coming out to his garage. He didn't post on social media for like three days. Somebody went to his house like, yo, are you all right? Found him dead in his garage craziest shit ever dude because like that shows you how fragile life is but when you're a lizard it's okay because you keep on living but you know 
I have talked I had talked to you guys before about my idea of these alchemists, right? Where they are uh, it's what it was introduced to me by Manly P. Hall, a Paracelsian Elias Artista, which was this alchemist, which supposedly once you attain the highest form of alchemy and the purification and all this stuff, depending on which grimoire or which path you take, you become immortal. These are guys that I say have become immortal because there are fucking statues of them. There are roads named after them. There are uh, counties named them. We just lost homie Romy. There's uh, places that will forever have their name on them. So they live in our minds rent free for the rest of eternity. Okay. For the rest of time, they're going to be known as the founder or whoever it is of the place. So where do we start? So we have here, uh, he was an American industrialist, Henry M. Flagler. Let me let Romy in again. You got that caveman connection, bro? <laughs> no, I, I fucking hit a, I hit a link bookmark. I was trying to look at this tab and I didn't realize that it was going to kick me the fuck off. My bad. I'm sorry. So Henry Flyley was a, an, so I was saying that these guys have names of streets mm -hmm. and cities and counties named after them. Right. And he literally founded the entire, almost the entire East coast of Florida. This guy from St. Augustine all the way down to the Florida keys. And I wanted to talk to you about the, that paper you sent me. Romy, because that kind of pissed me off where the dude's like bringing up all these conspiracies for no reason when it, it dude, it's the history like it's it's there like there's nothing, you know, not everything is a conspiracy, but I hate when people make a conspiracy of something so simple, like something irrelevant, like whatever it was, like it's like it doesn't matter if it's a conspiracy or not, like it's not that big of a deal, like, yeah, he just cut through the Everglades, whatever, we'll talk about it later, but so he was a key figure in the development of the Atlantic coast of Florida and founder of the Florida East coast railway. And he was the founder, one of the founders of Miami and Palm beach, one of the main guys. And so one, the, the most controversial part that I found when it comes to this, because we can relate the railway systems to one of uh, Thomas's favorite subjects, which is Tartaria. Okay. I, Thomas loves Tartaria and we can relate this because the you saw the structures Romy where it looked very dude it's a hundred percent like I I mean uh, the fucking there's it's if they they the shit that they consider Tartarian architecture which is like you know Moorish and um uh, different ancient like uh, or antiquated revival styles of architecture these guys were they got brought to uh, Europe? Flagler funded his architects to go to the Beaux Arts School in Europe to learn and basically be initiated into the high arts school. And so, when you look at that shit, it's just like, what is going on with this architecture? It's insanely next level. Like, you have to be initiated to have that type of approval to make these buildings. It is nuts. And not only that, but like this Henry guy. When they speak about him, they speak of him as like such a visionary. Like he's because Florida had the lowest population of all the states. It had the least amount of funding. And there was only a concentration of the population in the state on the panhandle. Anything below that, you know, St. Augustine, Live Oak area down, it was just swamp. Like nobody, it was that last frontier. Nobody wanted to push through except for Homeboy, 
And then we have the other Henry B. Plant, which is the other guy. He established the west coast of Florida, Fort Myers, Tampa, Cape Coral, all that side. Now, they both were, they had a monopoly on the railway system, okay? But they both supposedly met secretly and they came to an agreement that they wouldn't fuck with each other's business. So they wanted to monopolize each side of Florida for, you know, they would use it for the U.S. mail, whatever it was, like any commodity, right, to, to transport it. So Henry M. Flagler said, hey, I'm going to stick to the East Coast, okay? Henry B. Plant, uh, which is Plant City, Tampa, all these guys. Again, a whole cities are named after them. And you can look, he, uh, Henry B. Plant was one of the first guys to put the first amusement park here in Florida before Disney did, okay? At the very end of his railway, uh, his, his uh, railroad, there was a park. It was a water park, I believe. So they met secretly and they said, hey, listen, we're going to you're going to stay on the West Coast. You're going to do your thing on the West Coast. You're going to you're going to develop it all the way down to Fort Myers area, Naples area. And I'm going to stay on the East Coast. OK, now here's when that Everglades expedition comes in, Roman, where that one guy that worked for Henry B. Plant. I forgot his name. I have his name pulled up somewhere. I think his name is Ingram. I'll look it up here real quick so I'm not spreading fake news. But Ingram here was he was tasked with, you know, where Alligator Alley is, right, Thomas? It's near. That's, yes. So it's it's a road nowadays that goes from the east coast of Florida to the west coast of Florida through, straight through the Everglades, like straight through the heart of the Everglades, which is the tip of the dick of Florida. We have this road that goes. It's called Alligator Alley. And before that road was there, there was nothing. It was just swamp. And I don't know if you guys ever been to the Everglades. It's a fucking trippy ass place, but it's literally just swamp. Like it's, you can, you can walk in it if you like, I wouldn't recommend it because the crocodile, the alligators out there are fucking ginormous. Okay. So you have this Ingram guy that went from one side of the East coast of Florida to the West coast. And he want, they wanted to see if they could fill in the Everglades enough to build a railway station from the east coast of Florida <laughs> to the west coast in order to ha to have access to the deep sea port off of Cape Coral, Fort Myers area. Now, Ingram, I believe it was Ingram or Flagler, one of them said, this is God's country because nobody else can fucking live out here, okay? This is God's country because <laughs> God can't give it to anybody else, okay? Because it's that bad. It's that horrific. There's mosquitoes. There wasn't AC or anything. So when this guy comes back from the from this expedition, which he almost died, and the only thing that served that was the craziest thing, because they said in the story it was like the only thing that he came back with was like literally his journals, like everything he he lost everything else in the process of crossing from one uh, coast of the Florida to the through the Everglades to the other one, and when he got to Flagler, he's like, hey, listen, there's not enough fill in the world in the world to be able to to fill the everglades to make a railroad through it so what was flagler's next option the keys mm -hmm. for the next deep sea port okay so the guy in that paper that you sent me romeo was like oh why <clears throat> it's a conspiracy or why he went through it's like no it's not they were just looking to cut through to make a railroad well the the panama canal was was kind of already like 
the idea of the Panama Canal was was kind of like happening, but they were like, "How the fuck are we gonna do this? Like, this doesn't. This is a huge feat." And when what they call Flagler's Foley came about, and like that whole thing happened, it was something that was so unheard of to any architectural uh, happenings that like it had just net like they were like, "You're not you're not gonna build a railway across the open ocean. It's fucking insane." But he the man was it. also what seventy five years old. So or that, something? that was another interesting part that I saw where the average lifespan was twenty nine years old. Homeboy was sixty three, in in this swamp. This is uh that's bullshit though. Whenever I just gotta interject here. Whenever that that uh average lifespan stat comes up and it's artificially low, that's not because people were getting to the age twenty nine or thirty and then dying off. That's because they calculate in all of the war um, victims, all of like the childbirth. So if a, a child dies at birth, that lowers, you know, like if, if there's two people in a family, one of them dies at birth and one lives to 100. Well, now the average lifespan of that family member is 50 years, which is kind of bullshit. So just F, just FYI to no, throw that out there. They're lizards. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. I wanna... <laughs> That's when they start molting. <laughs> yeah. I got I to I throw a couple other uh, interesting numerical facts out there because I've been seeing like Gamatria signals out the wazoo on this whole research There's rabbit so hole. So many synchros. So no. many. So you just said 63. And 63 is going to be a tr- big trigger number for me. If I hear it, I got bells going off. Uh, but 63rd uh, triangular number is 2016. And that fact is going to, uh, it's going to, I'm just going to be the guy all the long as these statistics roll out who says beep 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 we've got ourselves a magic number and 63 is a big magic number well and in, and in 1763 is when florida was ceded to great britain um largely due to some efforts of uh the original freemasons that set up in saint augustine Oof. so do we can we can i could drop some numerology to have you dissect man this will be a fun one yeah. Yes. Yes. Please. Yeah, I'm just getting Lord. the the history, like the mainstream history, because you know a lot of people tell me, "Oh, it's too much of a history lesson." I go, "Well, the reason that we get the conspiracies is because of the history." So well, let me yeah, let me know, kick something out here. Real work. Let me work. kick something out in terms of history. So first of all, um, uh, it's it's cool that we're starting with Florida because I believe the according to the source but saint augustine in florida is kind of known as the the nation's oldest city on mm-hmm. record it was mm-hmm. founded in like i don't know the exact year it was in like the mid 1500s i think okay yeah. yeah um so it's known as one of the oldest uh you know cities in the entire nation on top of that saint augustine was also the first um place where freemasonry entered the south essentially specifically florida was through saint augustine which shouldn't be you too would big know of a surprise because right? it was the one yeah don't don't start putting me into a box man <laughs> and then uh and then also since we were talking about flagler and you mentioned that he kind of came through saint augustine and, and traveled through there a really interesting uh, note here is that when he went to St. Augustine, it was because he was on his honeymoon and he was just there with his wife to, you know, just to kind of like check out this new area that not a lot of people went to. And he was so underwhelmed by, uh, I guess, the service the and hotel. the options of, yeah, dude, he, he didn't like it. And he was like, man, there's a, there's a gap in the market here where we can come and, and make a killing. So like the very, very first DNA of Florida was essentially uh, a cross between you know, Ponce de Leon's Fountain of Youth of like old people wanting to live forever, which we still have in Florida, mm-hmm. 
but it was also this DNA of just like lavish hotels and luxury and tourism uh, outside and of. And he named you know, his all fucking hotel Ponce de Leon too. Yeah, he dude. I mean, yeah. Ponce de Leon. <laughs> and you know? and to this very day, it still attracts old people that want to live forever. So. Well, and and I want to add on to what you said, Thomas, because depending on where you're at, I thought he came down because a lot of people who suffered from, I think it was, uh, what's that one disease where you need to get sunlight? Huh. Where it's not typhus, monkey not monkey, not monkeypox either. You fuck um, the conception or no consumption. No, no. no. So the guy from Coral Castle had it too, and that's why he came to Florida because he needed sunlight and he needed the vitamin D. Anyways, it was because yeah. of his his wife's health that he needed to come down in order. One of his wife's uh, health that he needed to come down to get. She needed sun or whatever, and then he was underwhelmed with the hotel. And that's how, you know, it all started. He was he wanted to buy the hotel and the guy was like, nah, fuck that. I'm not selling it to you. <laughs> he went back to New York after he came down and then he went back to New York and then um, and then his wife died in New York. And, but his new wife, who was Ida Alice Shroud, who was the one who was heavily into spiritualism. Doing Ouija uh, boards and shit, yeah. The, exactly. So she was she was the nurse for that for them. Mm-hmm. And then when she died two years later, uh they, they were officially married and they took their honeymoon back down to St. Augustine. Oh. And I will tell you what, because uh, I'm just gonna break into it right now because fuck it, the angle I've been looking at is the spiritualism movement that happened in the Victorian era, which is this time in America Mm -hmm. and also in England. So everybody was getting into the occult. This was seances. This was the tarot. This was all this shit was happening at the same fucking time that all of these people were doing all of these things. And so spiritualism started in New York. And then it made its way down to Florida in Casadega, which is just right outside of fucking Orlando, which is right outside of St. Augustine, which is the area that they went to. And so when his wife, who was already into spiritualism, went back down there and she didn't she was knowingly didn't fit into the New York scene at all. So she's married to the richest fuck, one of the richest fucks in the world at the time. And so she can go down to Florida and basically be like. I'm the queen bitch here. Also, I'm into spiritualism. Who wants to have seances at my sweet new hotel, uh, fourth floor, in the fucking psychomantium that we built by these, uh, you know, state-of-the-art fucking architects that literally got sent to the highest architectural school in Europe. And then also, the stained glass was done by Louis Comfort Tiffany, who's one of the most famous esoteric stained glass makers in all of modern history, he he carried all of like the weight of these old ancient alchemists that were making stained glass for these real cathedrals. And, and so hold on, I got a bill. I got a riff on that name. Yeah, Tiffany, okay, you go. That's, that's Tifereth. That's the center of the of the tree of life. The beautiful, the beautiful one, Tifereth. It's the center oh, gem. Oh. And you're telling me about stained glass. Stained glass was monopolized by the Knights of Malta. Oof. So just on that name, guy named Tiffany, who's doing stained glass, we got some hardcore Tree of Life, Knights of Malta symbolic. I, I got some other cool shit for you too here, man. Yeah, man. Uh, especially when, when Tiffany comes. Yeah, keep doing the dance, bro, because it's going to keep getting <laughs> even even cooler. 
<laughs> so like, we're, we're talking about this small clique of ultra rich guys, right? We mentioned like he's rubbing shoulders with Rockefeller. Um, Morgan's probably he was in his there motherfucking somewhere. mentor. He was he, his right was, hand man, bro. Right. So and and and, and uh, Tiffany wasn't just some random guy that happened to be good at what he did that they contracted. He was part of the in clique. And there's another place that's that's right by St. Augustine. It's probably even closer to St. Augustine than Orlando is called Jekyll Island that's right off of the coast no. of Georgia, uh, New Brunswick. And this also, this entire island was essentially have, has Tiffany's secret touch on like every one of the houses. There's a, a chapel there that's one of the most famous chap. Well, not, not famous. It's, it's one of like the oldest and most illustrious chapels that you've never heard of on Jekyll Island. And all the stained glass in the church is actually made by Tiffany. And a uh, part of the reason why he was so revered at this time is that he had like uh, Gabe was mentioning like alchemy and, and formulas. Tiffany literally had some special formulas on how to create certain colors and stained glass that nobody else knew how to do. So the dude was was not just like a designer and a rich guy that rubbed elbows like he was fully, fully into probably alchemy. And he absolutely baked in all sorts of esoteric meanings into his work. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, th th this little click, man, like they they ran thick. Well, yeah, can man. you can we add to that because we're talking about alchemy and shit? Because this is this is where I wanted to head because we have here I have a connection where it there's a connection between all these guys and even to a society at Yale, okay, that they funded, okay. There's and it's got to do with skull and bones and like that same that same those same people, right? So we're talking about alchemy. the The entire reason that Standard Oil was as big as it was because they had a guy that stood out to me because there are a couple of different figures, and I mean right off the bat, John D. Rockefeller. I was like John D. Right, John. We we know who John D. is. Like the John D. He was fucking balls deep. Like, Francis Bacon and John D. Man made the goddamn American modern English to fucking spellbound <laughs> us all with into the alchemical processes that we see ourselves in now. Dude. Well, check it out. So we have Standard Oil. They had a guy named. Here we go. His name was Samuel Andrews, and he was a chemist. Okay, he was a chemist. Ooh. Okay, Samuel Andrews was a chemist, and he was the one responsible for fractal fractional distillation, and it was about the separation of crude oil into its components. So this is how we get petroleum-based products. So they understood alchemy, okay? This is alchemy, what they were doing. Yes. Now, just how the modern-day banking system is an alchemical process where you have this pretend piece of thing that makes more pretend pieces of things, and it just keeps multiplying, the dividend payout for the standard oil at its time was, I, I believe it was 65.7% or some shit like that. 65 point, I'm going to look it up because it was such an absurd amount. So it was, a, it was a group of four or five guys, right? And they were all, they were all undercutting, being super ruthless and just acquiring other companies. They would undercut it. They discounted one time the oil 75%. Okay, cuz they were making so much of it, they would undercut the competition so they would have to shut down. And Amazon when does, would, Amazon does that right now with exactly, regular products too. Exactly. And they'll they'll take people's they'll take people's products down and make their own. Like, oh, these people are selling a bunch of those, 
you know, nightstands or whatever. Let's make, you know, well, and, take- and they'll sell, they'll sell it at a significant loss, knowing they can take that loss over the mm-hmm. course of a year, put everyone else out of business and then go back to the regular cost again. So they were ruthless. They were 75% discounts on oil at certain places. And then when that person would shut down or they would go out, they would buy them up and, you know, take over their operations. So you have here, they were paying each other 65. I'm looking for the number. Uh, 60 something percent dividends, which is ridiculous. <laughs> ridiculous. 63, probably, baby. Probably 63. It was You're not worth 60% one? Um, no, no. Got it, man. Bro, but work, man. Work it, they baby. were making <laughs> the amount of dividends that it was that they were making. I'm sorry, I'm on the wrong page. That's why. The amount of dividends that they were making is like such an. You could already tell that they were just paying themselves. Like they were, you know, they were doing this just to fuck with people. Like, Eventually, they got taken down, and then they just got split up into other conglomerates. But the the way that that they were operating was obviously just like a, a money laundering scheme where they were just paying each other a, a crazy amount. And that's how Flagler was able to retire and go on to... So some have speculated that if not for the court ruling, Standard Oil could have possibly been worth more than $1 trillion in the 2000s if they wouldn't have split it up but the, obviously there was yeah. a, the monopoly because well, they couldn't do well, let's that. not forget about too what you're talking about profit margins and making money but this is literally the same click that created and instituted the federal reserve so yes. i mean if, if you want to talk about printing money they literally printed money like there's not a more literal way of, of describing that yeah so i i think there's go ahead oh i i think well there's there's obviously the exoteric uh, uh, foundation of America, then there's the esoteric foundation of America. I think the entire foundation of this country was built on predetermined plans and this whole like, this, I've been seeing mirror symbolism and I started looking it up. I'm like land of mirrors, Florida and like just started like, I was like, what the fuck is this? There's mirror symbolism because with Gabe's work, he was talking about the golden calf, right? Which is like California and Florida the journey between the two and the similarities between California and Florida are, are pretty fucking up there. I mean, obviously like geographically they're separated, but they're almost like the pillars, like the two pillars because they're long, they're very wealthy. They have these tax situations and one's very red, one's very blue, but that's the perfect United like understanding of alchemy to make purple and fucking, uh, the, but the esoteric uh, uh, foundation of this country is so deeply occulted in, in some master plan, some grand master plan, if you will, uh, that it just it blows my fucking <laughs> mind. Because the more we look into it, the more obviously questions we have. But I think we're getting a lot of answers. You know, like yeah. a lot of people say, like, oh, I ask more questions and I get more questions. It's like, I don't know about y'all, but. I feel like I'm I'm fucking getting some answers. Like I feel good with the yeah, progress that we're making. I, yeah, I, I feel but, like I I keep getting like uh like I'm ready for the 1700s. Okay, now I'm ready for the 1600s. All right, now I'm ready yeah. for the. You know what I mean? Like that's the progress that I feel like I get to make. I want to point go out something. I want to point out a key ingredient, homie, just laid down. Florida and California, they compete for the title Sunshine State. Mm-hmm. So we've already talked about stained glass windows and magical light, that it was monopolized by the Knights of Malta, Maltese Knights. That's an MK Ultra. Knights of Malta are MK Ultra. It's the OG origin. Knights of these point. balls is what they are. 
right? <laughs> and now they're fighting, and now they're fighting for the title of Sunshine State, right? And that's a the magical square of the sun is uh, uh, six by six. Six times six is thirty-six. So this is going to be a key. We're we're finding patterns already, and everything Homie has said, we're finding patterns. They got the sacred light. They're fighting over who gets the mantle of the light. We're seeing these 63s all over the place, 36s. So this is playing into my research in a major way. And I just got to say, FL, Florida. F is a 6. L is a 12. But you've reduced the 12 to a 3. So you got FL is a 6, 3. This is crucial. Can uh, Can I do some screen share so I can lay this out? Yeah, did you pull it up? And I wanted to bring up the, so from 1882 to 1906, Standard paid out 548,436,000 in dividends at a 65.4% payout ratio. (laughs) What the fuck? And their total net—that's nuts. That's fucking stupid, bro. Like the total net earnings. So much money in the fucking 19th century. In the 19th century, bro. Bro, these dudes were bro. This dude, one of the guys, one of the original founders of Standard Oil, built a mansion, and he had to shut it down because it was so big that his servants couldn't keep up with how big it was on Euclid (laughs) Avenue and Millionaires Row. Euclid Avenue. Okay, the dude built a house that was too big and they shut it down. Like it was closed for like 25 years because it was too big. What? Yeah, bro. Holy they, shit. They bulldozed it down. Yeah. Did you pull up what your screen? What the fuck? Hold on. I can't. Almost. Okay. Right, let, let, me, let me hop in here real quick before you start sharing. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I want to share this story because it might become irrelevant later, but I wanted to give just a little tiny history on Ida Alice Flagler because I find her fascinating and there's really not a lot of information out there. And I want people to get the fucking story straight. There's a reason. Because a lot of, there's a reason that they tried to hide all these things and paint her as crazy. But Flagler really did respect her. And here we go. Ida Alice Flagler. She was the daughter of an Escopalian minister. She was born in 1848 and spent her days early years in Philadelphia. Her father died when she was a child and her family was subjected to poverty in an age where there was no social services to provide a safety net. She had a short career as an actress and went into nursing. She was the nurse of Mary Harkness Flagler, Henry Flagler's first wife. Two years after Mary Flagler's death, Ida Alice became the second uh, wife to... uh, Uh, She became the second Mrs. Henry Flagler. St. Augustine owes a lot to Ida Alice. It was on their honeymoon that the seed was planted for the Ponce de Leon and other Flagler enterprises in St. Augustine. The full extent of her involvement is not actually known, but is probably substantial. She was not accepted socially in the New York scene, so this would be the substitute palace where her husband's wealth and position would put her at the head of every single event. However, somewhere the stress on Ida's personality began to show and she was prone to fits of anger. And there was also questions about opiates. At one of her New York parties, they had gone off on a yacht when the weather was very sour. Instead of returning safely to shore, she insisted that they continue the party. The yacht barely made it back to port. After receiving a Ouija board, Ida Alice became, uh, began communicating with the Tsar of Russia, who in her delusion she decided was her husband. 
The spiritualist movement was in full swing at this time, and Ida Alice was one of the many people who became a part of this movement in St. Augustine, and a large group of several hundred people met to hear her talking about, or met her to hear talking with the dead, table tapping, astrology, tarot cards, and the Ouija board. There was one unsuccessful attempt at the treatment when she returned home uh, after treatment in a sanitarium. Someone gave her another Ouija board, and the sessions began again. On the way to her second and final commitment, she attempted to kill the doctor by stabbing him with a pair of scissors. In March of 1899, she was legally declared insane. On August 14, 1901, Henry Flagler divorced Ida Alice through a law that he passed in the Florida legislature. Within a few days, was married to Mary Lily Keenan. Within a few days. As part of the divorce, he set up a $1 million trust fund to take care of Ida Alice. Her expenses were minimal, and the trust fund grew substantially. By the time Ida Alice died on July 13, 1930, uh, which is a six... No, that's a seven, seven, three. Okay, sorry. Anyways, uh... The trust fund increased to $12 million, even with the loss of money that was being siphoned off by various relatives. And then there's like some some stories from the Washington Post back in 1910 to validate the stupid amount of growth that this this money pool made, was made by Henry Flagler. It's like, but in other reports, I was kept reading that, you know, he shipped her off to never see her yeah. again and he didn't care about her. It's like, dude, he... He gave her so much money that supported every single member of her family but for you know, probably until now. Roman, you know who? So he passed the law to divorce her legally because of insanity, right? He passed the law. Yes. As soon as he divorced her, the law was revoked. Okay. The law was revoked. Do you know who else <laughs> passed the law? You could arguably say passed the law to divorce somebody. King James. <sighs> Oh, shit. The King, King, the King James the first. He separated from the from the the crown to divorce his wife at the time because they wouldn't annul the marriage, and he created, uh, you know, uh, Scotland and all this shit. He he created he created his own version of. Then that's how you have the connection, and and you know who supposedly ordered the killing of John D. King James. King James the first. Because he was supposed, that- he was supposedly oh. uh, like mortified of magic. But then he was writing about werewolves and witches and 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 demons and all this shit in these and demonology in the in this book that he these three books that he wrote. But supposedly he was the one of the ones that ordered uh, the exile and the killing of John D. Uh, supposedly was him. Okay, that's what I've heard before. Now, if it's true or not, I don't know. But they were. Around the same time together, okay, you know, around, they were hanging around at the same times. Now, that's very interesting because we have the John D. Rockefeller, okay? Then we have this guy, you know, I'm talking about fucking alchemists that reinvent themselves every so often, and they live on forever, and they just keep doing that shit, like, you know, just like the phoenix, right? The phoenix dies, but it rising from the ashes, okay? Well, let me let me ask you this, because Henry, or Henry, uh, Manly P. Hall is very convinced that um, uh, Francis Bacon was the bastard son of Queen Elizabeth. And since Francis Bacon and John Dee were running circles together, that makes me wonder what the relationship between King James and Queen Elizabeth is. Um, I'm actually not sure, but I'm wondering 
if uh, because the whole reason why he because his name isn't Francis Bacon. Apparently, that's a fucking pseudonym. Might be Falconelli. Uh, Who the fuck knows? I mean, that's Francis. That's, the I, name dude, Francis Bacon is replete with six 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 symbol symbology. I just broke down the Gamatria. Well, Elsie King actually did it. And when you look at the Gamatria to that name, it's a mantle. It's, mm. it's it's designed mathematically as a it's got the two one six six times six times six is two one six and when you go through francis bacon it like spell it has two one six in both of his names so yeah you're right what does the double a signify the the filled in a and the shaded a like all that shit i've seen that before that's like uh, it's it's hidden in these paintings and and you have cipher like you have the the first letter of every sentence like spells out you know like you know, like bacon or whatever the fuck it was. Like, what, what's all that about? Do you know about that? Yeah. I think he thought about the cipher. I think he thought about the cipher before he even made up his fucking name. Oh, you know, because <laughs> I, I think I, it was so. His life was so esoteric. This is all Manly P. Hall saying this, by the mm-hmm. way, that his life was so esoteric because he was the bastard son of Queen Elizabeth that he couldn't even be himself because, you know, he would never have a right to the throne. And he had to basically become a lawyer and, you know, like put out all of this, you know, information on the side to try to basically be um, foundational because he knew he would never be part of the actual royal family. Mm -hmm. And so then he started, you know, fucking with John D. And so it's just like, yo, is because here's another thing with this whole thing. And I'm sorry, I'm ranting. I'm fucking so caffeinated, but I love it anyways. Uh the New Atlantis, okay, written by Sir Francis Bacon himself, and I think he died in the process of writing. He never actually finished the book, but that whole story of New Atlantis is talking about, about this this uh, uh, Atlantean-style culture that's going to emerge out of the West, and it's going to overtake the world, and it'll be the new society, right, the high society of Atlantis, but the New Atlantis in the West, and a lot of people think that's what America is, mm-hmm. and you... You fucking go. I went to the Ponce de Leon Hotel and I saw the rotunda and the art on it was just next level. And I'm talking like it was very Atlantean. Like you had Poseidon up there. You had uh, all of these different gods. And I tried to like and I tried to decipher a lot of the language, but it was multiple languages all on one rotunda. It wasn't just Spanish. So it was fucking wild. And I, I think they might have been looking for Atlantis or following in the footsteps of these old occult texts where to like basically foundationally create the new Atlantis or I don't know. But I think that with the mere some shit that I want to get into later, like there's something with that shit, man. Like, I don't know. It's blowing my fucking gourd. Yeah. And and who is it? The Obscura. John D was all into that shit, too. Right. The camera obscure or some shit. Where it was like uh, <gasps> like optics and all this stuff. Yeah, and, it was the early the early cinema. Yeah, it's early like, cinema. And he was the. Can you share your screen, Gail? I'm not seeing it at the bottom to add it. There you go. Yeah. Well, yeah. After you're done with this, Gail, I wanna I wanna weave in that other stuff about the secret society, quote unquote, because that I wanna I go down because we have the we have the chemist. Okay, we have the the chemicals with Standard Oil. We have the uh, mysticism with Henry Flagg because it was very secretive, right? All the things that we see is very secretive. They don't show a lot. It's it, so secret. It's just the the tip of the dick of the iceberg. Like you know, they don't sh- they don't give you the whole shaft <laughs> how we want it. You know, they just you know, just the tip. 
And so here we are. Let's see what Gabe has for us. And th- for that those listening, Florida to a T, we're, man. We're on YouTube, so check this video out for the visuals. Yes, sir. So this was kind of fun. I did a, a pull up on all the area codes in the United States. <laughs> And I am seeing quite a few very interesting patterns. So the very top line here, these are harmonic uh, correspondences to the 666 code. Uh, This is its uh, frequency, its volumes of Q in a cube, its sum in any row in a magic square. uh, And all of this relates to the uh, six by six magical square of the sun. And it has these what are considered, you know, a lot of people get triggered by the 666. They turn and run the other way. Well, that's a great place to hide shit, you know? Mm-hmm. You put six mm-hmm. on it, you got people uh, turning tail, look at, you know, turning a blind eye, willfully programmed to shut down when they see 666. So I do the opposite. I start looking even closer, right? So we got, yes. uh, we've got 216 is the main thing. This is TAX in uh, just your standard, most simple gematria. This is tax. It's also- Is that Ohio? T- uh, Cleveland, Ohio is a two- That's fucking where, that's where John D and all those fuckers met up, bro. Was in Cleveland, Ohio. Yes, Ohio. Boom. Yep, you Holy got it. Holy shit. So we got John D living in 216 at the 666 center of it all. We've got up here in New York, We've got a 516, which corresponds with the... Settled uh, in Mad- Cleveland, Ohio. What the fuck? <laughs> and then look down here the at story. Palm Beach is a 561. So I'm seeing this... Uh, and there's something else about this 561. It has to do with Benjamin Franklin's magical square, but I don't want to oh. belabor the where I'm coming from. I'm just pointing out these numbers and telling y'all these are sacred, harmonic, significant numbers that these these dudes are passing off to one another and uh, as signals that they're in the club. And I'm pretty sure the club, uh, a broad term, it would be Knights of Malta, the Maltese Knights. These guys love to build castles. You know, they really love castles because they're knights. They need a castle, right? So down here, you can see also the reason I'm rearranging 651 and I'm accepting a 516 or a 561, the reason I'm accepting these, even though they're scrambled from this up here, is because the one sacred code is the code of the number seven. The number seven encodes the uh, the pi. So you add up S-E-V-E-N, you get 22, you divide it by what the word represents, and you get pi. So this six fives and ones are on my radar now. And any combination of six, one and two or two, one, six are absolutely on my radar for these guys who are all in the same club. So I just wanted to point out that they have numerical correspondence to one another's home locations. And this is how high they are in, uh, in their fields of influence that they can actually decide the area code they're going to live in and have correspondence with one another through that uh, sacred fact. That's this that's right all that mirror shit I'm talking about, man. It's all mirrored. Everything I'm looking mm-hmm. at is mirrors. This is mirror mirror clues. These are all mirror Whoa. clues. Whoa. So this is Belphegor's prime right now. You we are all looking at the the largest expression of this code, and it has many other faces. I just showed you. 
the 651, the 216, and when you reverse it, it, it's all in there. But this is what it looks like in its largest expression. And what you see here is 31 numbers long. And you will find that they... Uh, they flip that 31. The mirror clue of 31 is a 13. And so anything with a 13 or a 31 is on the list now. All right. Can, and also, can you tell us more about Belfagor's prime? Like uh, I, yeah. Belfagor is a figure and then why he has a prime and what, what that, what that means. Yeah. Th- this is a huge rabbit hole. And I, I'm, I can only scratch the surface because it has been a long journey to get familiar with this thing. But, Belfagor's prime is a, a numerical phenomenon that has uh, that has strange uh, effect on numbers, and uh, essentially, I have come to believe that this is the golden calf. That this is this number, and it's a its significance is coveted uh, in a, on a spiritual level. And I'm starting to see its signature in so many places, it's insane. So everybody's going to have to just go and research Belfagor's Prime because there is so much to say. But it is a demonic, infernal being. And it is correspondent with the sin of the seven deadly sins. Belfagor is sloth. And, and so you will notice this is a B and a P, right? B is a 2 P is a one six. So its name is two one six. You see that? Oh, sure. I want to point out too, that I, I believe the symbol for Belfagor's prime is a mirror image of Pi. If you take Pi and yep. flip it upside down, that yep. represents Belfagor's prime. Bada boom. This is huge. This, wow. is the, this is a humongous code guys. And I don't want to bogart the whole thing, but it is a huge fucking code. I can't even get into how huge it is. It's everywhere I look now that I'm cracking it. So we got power brokers, P and B. We just gave up our peanut butter. You've got just, British petroleum. Yep. BP. Yep. BP oil spill was an animal sacrifice. They are signaling each other. <sighs> Didn't one of the Rockefellers oh, uh, Henry die? B. Plant. Henry B. Plant. Henry B. Plant. Henry B. Plant. Didn't one of the Rockefellers die from some cannibals or some shit like that? Or is that one of the Kennedys? What? Yeah, one, there was a Rockefeller that went missing, and he was eaten by some cannibals. He, he wanted to be like an anthropologist and embed himself in like a like an unknown uh, group or like some culture that hadn't been, you know, hadn't seen like civilization. That was his goal. Yeah, Rockefeller heir. So th- was this Rockefeller heir eaten by cannibals? So on November 1961, after 24 hours... So Michael Rockefeller, so one of the Rockefellers was eaten by, and we know that these people do sacrifices. So we're talking about animal sacrifices and shit. I know that Rock, the original Rockefeller had two kids, I believe, die before even the age of one, which uh, similar to Crowley, he had a kid that died before she was even, I don't know how many months old. I came across an interesting theory recently. It was about, I, I want to say, uh, one of the early president's daughters, uh, John Adams maybe. But the the theory was that, um, a lot of these illustrious and rich families um, that claim to have lost children at childbirth, actually, they, they did that to kind of just take them off the books so that they could train yep. them and have them what? act as these like <laughs> off the book, what? you know? Yeah, bro. It, it was it was such a cool. And there was there was one that uh, I believe it was like the birth of a daughter of like some princess. 
and they let one like be publicly born and the other one they kept off the books and they marked it off as a stillborn but really they were twins so they kind of had this like uh like uh, like a body double um aspect that was planned out from the time of birth what yeah, the jesus what the fuck <laughs> dude i just what? looked Bro, up what are you uh, talking about, cause I had to fucking look up what Belfagor was and yeah. I kind of feel like an idiot now, kind of like a dummy. But one thing that stuck out to me when I looked up his name, he's known as Lord of the Gap. Yep. And that's kind of interesting because, you know, that's, that's uh, Juan's who, other was, who was filling the gaps? <laughs> who was filling the gaps besides, besides Juan? They, <laughs> the Florida, Florida is the penis. Florida is the, Florida it. is the gap filler, Damn, right? Because Daniel. motherfucking... <laughs> Henry Flagler was going out here and like you know filling the gap with his railroads and like, on his honeymoon. His, on his honeymoon, you can't get too close Boom. to the truth. You get too close God. to the truth, and these motherfuckers come a knocking. All right, you gotta make sure. <laughs> Yo, so check this out. This is fucking crazy. Go ahead. So Belfagor's prime. I've never even fucking heard of that in my life, but you're blowing my this mind is- with this. Yeah, this is really, really valuable information. So here's just the letters B and P, which or P and B, which is this uh, elemental symbol for lead. So I mean the nine, correspondence nine, 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 of this. Jesus, you got a two one six. You got the one oh eight is a sacred number. This whole screen is full of sacred numbers. Seventy two. You got thirty six in reverse ordinal here. Eighteen is the moon card. Yeah. Sixteen is. Six, let me say this. Sixteen is a tower card. So if you got two 16s, are we talking about two towers? Hmm. Very interesting. Two towers, you fucking... And a mirror because they're California, baby. Yeah, buddy. Yep. So here's Henry M. Flagler's entire name. And it's got the 63 in Jewish reduction down here. <laughs> Thought that was interesting. At least worth taking note of. He's got 72s, 72s all across. That's a pentagram. Wow. Uh, we got a 2017 down here. But that... I don't pay too much huh. attention to the all the all the ciphers, uh, but it is about the twenty one twenty six. Yeah, yeah, these guys are so high up. I'm inclined to pay more attention to the other. The, the hundred and forty four sticks out to me as as like a programmer, right. but that's a that's a perfect square of twelve, right. um, which is a very important number oh, because wow. it's how it's how you know time works essentially. Right. Wow. So let me try to. Do this one six quick. two. There was yeah. You, I think you pointed out that's crazy. It's 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 just left and right coded on codes. It's an, it's wild. So you drop the M out of his name. If you pull the keystone, the middle initial, the M idle initial. If you pull the keystone out, some really amazing things come uh, in correspondence to when he was born. One eight three. One eight three. The day he, the year he died, 1913, really close to down here, 1912. I'll say this, Gabe. Sometimes when I look up the de- the death, like Wikipedia will like sometimes. Fucks it I up. swear to God, they fuck it up. They mm-hmm. fuck it up on purpose, dude. Yeah. It probably he probably actually died in 1912. Yeah. Like right, right, right. Just, yes, man. Uh, so and also, uh, well, here I wanted to show this because. Uh, <laughs> oh, you got Jekyll Island on here already. <laughs> oh, shit. And I told Thomas, I'm like, 
only Florida, you fuck. He said, he told me before this, do I not bring up Jekyll Island. Yeah, I was like, don't bring up Jekyll Island. I'm going to mute you. And then fucking Gabe's bringing up Jekyll Island. Mute him. Mute Gabe. Emotional damage. <laughs> so this is just very interesting because like homie said we've got this uh, vying for the uh, mantle of sunshine state even georgia it, you know they got all those peaches i mean it's we're we're looking at two pillars that competition you know the the controlled full spectrum it's called dp gabe dp <laughs> dp for that dp <laughs> So, yeah, this is absolutely, in my opinion, a, uh, a bit of a Masonic tracing board. And if it's not enough that the J to the boat, the J and the B, look at the fact that the whole country is a checkered board pattern. Mm-hmm. The whole country is a checkerboard. It's all a Masonic checkerboard. Mm-hmm. Uh, so here's a fun one. And there's a lot going on in this graphic. I understand. Can you zoom in a little wanted... bit, Gabe? Yeah. It's controlled. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I just wanted to prove to anybody who has doubt that this is a cipher and a code that is being uh, pushed on to the unwitting masses. We are unwitting participants in these rituals and ceremonies. And that's where shit gets nefarious. Everybody's like, oh, who cares if they speak in code? Well, guess what? You're in the club and you didn't even fucking know it because when you sacrificed your TP, when we had TP shortages... You were participating in a uh, a tax. You were being taxed unwittingly, TAX two one six. And when you put your peanut butter on the recall list, that was very much a, a ritual, a ceremony, giving your uh, attachments up uh, for this uh, for the New York basically the. You know, the sock exchange. These guys are worshiping the golden calf and they're not telling anybody. Uh, and it's Can I jump in here real quick on the TP? Yeah. And what's in Miami, okay, Gabe? So, what, the, one of the cities that Henry Flagler founded. What's in Miami? Go ahead and tell him, bro. What, what did they just put up in Miami, bro? Yeah, what? what? Oh, oh, the cyber bowl. The fucking the bowl. Fucking big- Bowl. The Bitcoin bowl. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, I. Oh, sorry. I just yelled into the mic so loud. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. No. It's like just this. Oh. So, so one last. I'm about to like choke on the mic. One last point on this graphic because it's super. I think this is super heady for what we're doing. Henry uh, Flagler. They finished his home one day before he turned what age? Eighty-two so, years old. Life. They finished his project. The day before his 82nd birthday, the whole thing is giving uh, veneration. Why is PB? That's nuts. Is that real? It's yeah. PB on the, <laughs> the table of, of element? Like, what? doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like, there you, I thought you were fudging with me. Isn't that nuts? And what happens? So, before his it's day before nuts. his 82nd birthday, they complete his house. Uh, and the whole thing is giving... Uh, homage to this BP Belfagor's prime, the two towers wow. of Belfagor. It is an amazing cipher. And also uh, Florida, uh, an F is a six and L is number 12. The whole thing is a gematrological encode to the max. It's mind. It's just bonkers. 
And the magic square of the sun is probably where the, this Belphegor's prime is the best place to, hi to hide it. So anytime you say anything with alliteration, like uh, fucking fantastic, that's two Fs. Well, that's a six by six magical square of the sun. So right here we have Rosemary Square is moving in. Uh, I believe this is in Palm Beach, PB, Palm Beach, Florida. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and everybody's like, when you look up the history with like why Henry chose Palm Beach, it's it's just it's like they're like, why did he choose Palm Beach? It was so random, but he decided to build his mansion there and have his home there. It's like, right. no, baby, that shit was hella peanut butter. You got it. Hella peanut butter. I love it. Yes. So, you know, you look at this and you see this address and you're like, oh, OK, 36. No big deal. So, you know, six by six number. Well, look up above you. You're walking in a fucking Masonic tracing board. The whole thing is ritualistic. These are the gates of the building. It's all ritualized. And again, power brokers, PB. I'm pretty sure these guys are Kappa Beta Phi. There's a B and a P. Kappa Beta Phi. And can I can I butt in here real quick because we're talking a lot of numerology, we're talking a lot of symbols, we're talking a lot of shit from arguably they're lizards, okay? They're people who they speak in symbols, they're alchemists, they need to speak in symbols because at the time when they were talking about this, they were heretics and they would have been burned at the stake. But I want I want to really emphasize on the purpose of s symbols. And I have this book here. It's uh, Rosicrucian Symbology. It's a book written in 1916. And one of the things that stood out to me when I was reading this was the purpose of all symbology has its origins in something more than the desire for brevity, secrecy. The beginning of symbolism was coincident with the expression of thought forms and ideas and hieroglyphics and is, and is therefore of equal antiquity. It is well known to students of all occult schools that the religions of all ancient peoples were both exoteric and esoteric. Certain truths easily assimilated were given to the people as a whole. These truths were often expressed by a simple and natural symbology, easy of comprehension and remembrance. Higher truths beyond the intellect of the masses were concealed by the ancient priesthoods for preservation until, quote-unquote, until the wisdom of future generations should render their exposition and revelation desirable and justifiable. Now, check this out. Communication of these concealed truths, therefore, was carried on from one generation of spiritual custodians to another by means of hieratic writings, which could be read in a dual manner. Okay, so we yes. have that duality. Read by the uninitiated, they conveyed one simple logical meaning. In the hands of initiates, however, they conveyed a vastly higher, deeper, and graver interpretation. These hieratic writings employed the geometrical and constructive symbology very largely in their purpose of secret preservation. So remember, we have to understand that they're speaking in code, but it's like how you said, Gabe, you know, they're speaking to the other guy in the same club as them. If right. you're not part of the club, you ain't seeing shit. So it's just mumbo jumbo to you. But to these guys, it's a lot more. Well, and I want to say to to bring this down to sort of like a like a layman's terms level. This exists outside of just you know like the highest levels of 99 degree Freemasons. Anyone that's had to buy uh, like weed in a public park in like between the <laughs> 70s and 90s, right? 
you had to know the code. You had to know like the secret handshakes, the walk, the talk. Like, hey man, you got any work? Is there any work around here? Like, you have to know the secret code words so that you know the the uninitiated just hears some normal mundane uh like small talk but to the initiated like you understand exactly what they're looking for Mm -hmm. so it it, it exists on every single level out there it sure does a good example of that is the word clear you know on the street clear just means meth but in scientology clear means you are ready for reprogramming you've given up your will and it's time for them to upload a demon into your consciousness and we can start dropping a lot of the, like the freemason like you ever heard the term on the level like hey man are you on the level that's a free masonic term 100 uh, yes. percent blackballed if you've ever heard about someone being blackballed from something and not allowed into the club that's also mm-hmm. a freemason term um you know be, being a square itself could be yeah. a freemasonic term so a lot of the things that have made themselves into like popular nomenclature now have their roots in in things that are both esoteric and exoteric. So I brought up earlier, right, just to close this out on my end, I brought up earlier we have have Henry Flagler, we have Standard Oil, we have John D. Rockefeller. Now, Henry Flagler, he invested in Standard Oil along with John D. and, and others with his stepbrother, Stephen Vanderberg, Harkness, right? And he was supposed to be a silent partner. And there's not a lot on this family, but supposedly they were very influential. They had uh, a lot of uh, philanthropy and all this stuff. And and they were super rich along with the Rockefellers, Flagler and all these guys, right? And one of the things that stood out to me was Harkness's son, Charles and Edward, along with their cousin, William L., Harkness also helped found and sustain the Third Society in 1883 at Yale. This was later known as Wolf's Head Society. And if you know anything about the Federal Reserve, conspiracy and all this shit, this is along with Skull and Bones. Uh, one of the, the Wolf Head Society is one of the secret societies at Yale along with Skull and Bones. And I forgot the other one. But this is this is. Henry Flagler's scrolling scroll scrolling keys another one scrolling yeah scrolling keys yes absolutely and this was Henry Flagler's step brother okay so again guilt uh, well Henry Flagler's step brother's kids but again just how I believe that John D Rockefeller was in secret society because they knew and, you know he was he was in bed with J P Morgan you know all these after the fact they're in bed with each other J P Morgan J P Morgan coincidentally says. Let's see here. One of the, one of his quotes is millionaires don't have astrologers. Billionaires do. Supposedly that was JP Morgan that said that. Mm-hmm. And we know mm-hmm. that they were all in bed together. So maybe, you know, there was enough secrecy where they didn't, you know, uh, what is it? Uh, 10% for the big man. You know what I mean? Like, you know, this guy's up top. We don't really talk yeah. to him. We run our own thing. We just give him a cut. Well, and not to mention that Yale and all the secret societies at Yale wouldn't exist at all if it weren't for the illegal international opium trade that all those yep. guys were in, and and the which the petroleum started business. where Thomas, which well, started where. In... You're... Go ahead. Um, you're leaving me in suspense here. No, no. Well, <laughs> well, one of the the biggest uh, the drug. <laughs> I learned it from watching you. Yes. <laughs> 
So the one of the biggest uh, drug places that that when drugs started to come into the states was through Florida because it was you know uh, they had such a big coastline. Oh, got you. It was unobserved, and the the opium and all this shit, the cocaine and everything that was coming through was through Florida. So it was one of the main. And earlier, uh, Ida Alice Shrouds was like one of her things was like she was like on the opiates whenever she was getting them from motherfucking husband probably. Yeah, because they have railroad systems from the top of the state all the way down to the fucking keys. So I mean, you know what keys. I mean? The they key. even called them keys. They measured them in keys. <laughs> the key, yeah, exactly the keys. So uh, you know what I mean. And before the uh, all the the Cuban refugees came into Miami, uh, and I mean this is uh, towards the '60s or whatever. Whenever they had let them all come in, because that's how we get Scarface. You know the story of Car- Scarface. He was one of the the refugees from Cuba that came in. You know when they were just flooding the the borders here at at Florida. Uh, you had a majority of the population was Jewish. Now I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but I just wanted to point that. I just wanted to plant that seed that a majority of the Miami population was. Jewish people, okay. well, and not to to spread fake news here now now on because I know you're anti fake news, but mo- but the opium trade that that funded Yale mostly went through Massachusetts and the Northeast Coast, not through Florida. No, no, Florida but I'm saying it hadn't even been developed yet. No, but when it was developed, I mean later on it was they were not well. Now I get what you were saying, but what I was getting at was after the fact that they were starting to pump drugs through Florida because it was. A fucking shithole. They weren't going to go through the Everglades to look for these fucking drug runners. Oh, yeah. I mean, if we're talking about, uh, like, cocaine, right? The cocaine yes. cowboys of Miami. And, yes. not, and not to mention, too, I remember uh, growing up in the 80s and 90s in Florida, all the stories. You mentioned Alligator Alley before. That, uh, like, one of the coolest stories I remember hearing is that there was all these drug dealers that would get these, like, black Lamborghinis and completely black everything out. The lights, the windows, everything. And they would drive so fast down Alligator Alley. Um, that the radar just wouldn't even pick up the car because it was so blacked out and going so fast. So the cops had to, like, change their strategy on how to catch the drug dealers uh, just because of how they were they were operating and just zipping across the coast. Jeez, I, well, I don't believe that because I've driven through Alligator Alley, and as soon as you would hit a fucking gator or a deer or something, you'd be <laughs> fucking done. You'd be r- fucking raps, bro. So, and I wanted to bring up some Yo, art that I had. Would... Go ahead. Oh, I I was going to say it's crazy because when I was doing all the research and, you know, I heard there's like this thing that they say, like a thousand people move to Florida a week, a thousand people move here a week. That's been being said apparently for the past 40 years, because the video I watched, it was on like on like these other brothers who were the next foundational uh, Mackle brothers. I think it was the Mackle brothers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I was watching some videos on those guys and, you know, even back then in like the fifties and sixties, a thousand people a week were moving there. And I was like, Holy shit. Like I was just there. And my family told me, they were like, did you know a thousand people move to Orlando a week? And I'm like crazy. And then I hear that it's been happening for 40 plus years. So I just typed in what's the population of Florida. And then I did 52,000 times 40 and yeah. it's right on fucking cue. It's like uh, 52,000 times 40, 40 years, you know, 52 weeks, 1,000, whatever, uh, was 2 million and 8 or whatever. And, like, I just checked the population, what Google told me, and it was 212 million. And I'm like, legitimately, 1,000 people a week maybe actually have been moving here. That's the third like, largest to have state, that no? consistent. 
It's fucking crazy. That's insane mm-hmm. to think that 1,000 people a week up and move their lives to Florida. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that corresponds very heavily with uh, what some of my territories work. And I should maybe strike the iron while it's hot here. Uh, so without going into the whole system, I'm just going to, uh, people are going to have to take my word on this, but I have mapped out the United States with the, uh, all of the tarot cards. Uh, but it's, it's, so first you get a map, then you put the Zodiac on it and you put the, uh, the equinox line at the 37 degree parallel. And then you start filling in all the tarot cards that fit in the Zodiac. And Florida gets two tarot cards. It gets the hanged man card, which makes a lot of sense since the hanging chads came out of Florida and betrayed the election. Uh, And the other card that you get is the death card, which makes a lot of sense with what Romy was just saying, because people go to Florida to to spend their twilight years to die. (laughs) Yep. To put it bluntly to die. And so put and in the there's Scorpio card. correlations with Florida too. Is it Scorpio? That's it. That's, yep. That's the Zodiac is Scorpio. And then uh, the two tarot cards are hanged man and death card. And it just makes so much perfect sense. It's one of my best fits uh, in the whole territory system. So that's, that's going to come up later. Probably. Let me, let I me. Uh, highlighted a bunch cause I've highlighted, uh, sorry, uh, highlighted a bunch of Scorpio dates that I was seeing when I was looking this up because I remember you oh, said man. that it was a Scorpio card and I was yep. like, how much fucking shit can I find? And dude, there's so much. It was insane. Wanted to bring these up cause I found these pretty cool. What do we got here? Ooh. We got, we got these painting, these, these cartoons that, so another thing that I wanted to bring up, which I completely forgot. So these are some cartoons with the standard oil we have. Uh, John Rockefeller here. We have Rockefeller looking at. I think this is the White House or something. He's like putting money into it or some shit. Mm-hmm. And then we have the the Capitol building with the oil. We have him as a kraken because they were just taking you know the government here, all these government buildings, people. That that image right there is framed at Jekyll Island. I think it's the original. It's this it's one inside. Uh, that one right there that you've got the mouse over. It's in uh, huh. William. Rockefeller Jr.'s house uh, framed in, in the child's room of all the rooms they put it in. <laughs> and then we have this one. Uh, this is my favorite one. Cause... Yeah, what is up with that? So this is Teddy Roosevelt, and supposedly it was that he was uh, – this is uh, Standard Oil. So I don't know who these two guys are. But... And so let me – I want to I want to jump in on this because I got something that's uh, – if you guys haven't heard of this, it's my favorite story of the Rockefellers. So well, everyone knows about – That they're lizards. Like, that's John D and our guy. Those are that's John D. Is that Flagler? And I think that's Flagler below. Oh fuck with no! With the stash. Yeah. It, it could be. It could be the brothers too. It could be both of the Rockefeller brothers. Yeah, William but, but and, I, and John. But I want to mention on, on this exact image too with the snakes and the Rockefellers. Um, so everyone's heard of of William and John Rockefeller. That's mm-hmm. like the the big guys, right? Um, yep. But very little people knew about uh, William Rockefeller Sr., where they called Old Bill or mm-hmm. Devil Bill. And in, in fact, uh, and they were all members of the Jekyll Island. At least William Jr. was a member of Jekyll Island, uh, along with Joseph Pulitzer of the Pulitzer Prize Oof. and Yellow Journalism. And Pulitzer actually found out about how how much of an interesting character their dad was, Devil Bill Rockefeller. 
that he put out like an eight thousand dollar bounty <laughs> on any journalist that could dig up and find where where uh, Devil Bill was and do an interview with him. And unfortunately, no one found him for like twenty years. And then they like two years after they or two years before they found where he was, he had died. But Devil Bill Rockefeller is such an interesting character because he wasn't um, part of Standard Oil and and creating this huge dynasty. If anything, he prevented his son's kind of growth. He was quoted as like, I'll cheat my boys every chance I get. He was rumored with making them wear like burlap socks growing up. He didn't buy them shoes or clothes. He wanted to like make them just eat nothing but grizzle and just like work through the mud. Um, but and, yes. and he was a horrible human being. He had to change his name because he got accused of raping someone and he had to like flee yes. and he was he lived the life what? on the run. Yeah, dude, uh, Devil Bill Rockefeller. But, but I haven't even got to the interesting <laughs> part yet, okay? And there's a reason why I stopped you on the snake is that Devil Bill Rockefeller, the original Rockefeller, you know, patron of the family, he got his start selling a, uh, a byproduct of the petroleum process. He called it Nugel, I think that's how you pronounce it. And originally he sold, he was literally <laughs> sold it as a snake oil salesman he went fucking town to town with the like the wow. cartoony looking little like wooden you know carriage and opened up shop and did the whole like town crier you know come round come round five dollars a bottle whatever and what he sold was new jaw and he sold it to people that had cancer and he sold it as a cancer cure and this was oh, literally my. a oh, toxic my. byproduct made from petroleum and so standard oil right they find they kind of see and like the the oil companies see that he's making this byproduct and it was essentially just something they would throw out anyways and they they figured out that at the time for the equivalent cost of about $2 in one barrel of crude oil they could create about 6000 bottles of this new jaw and they found also that instead of selling it to just cancer patients they sold it as a laxative and and uh, Gabe, when you brought up TP, I was like TP snake oil laxative, oh, but wow. but it's so funny to Tax me that fraud. that the original patron of the whole entire Rockefeller family named Devil Bill for that very reason that he was this evil motherfucker, but he literally yeah. sold snake oil that wow. was created from petroleum. Um, and then, of course, his sons go on to actually create, like, the real oil industry and become, you know, like, pillars of, of history. What the f- Hold on. But if, if no one's ever heard of William Rockefeller That's... Sr., he's he's worth, like, a whole deep dive in, in himself. But what the very, fuck? very hard, very hard to get information on him because, obviously, if you're the richest brothers in the world, uh, you're going to bury, like, all this, this crap about your dad that's coming out. But a lot of it's come out over the last hundred years. <laughs> and they fo- they followed in his footsteps by when they took over the medical industry, dude. Yeah, they 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 dude supposedly check this out. I don't I don't know how true this is, but you know that they're you know the Illuminati conspiracies and all this shit. But supposedly, supposedly, <laughs> oh you know the that, you know yeah. the fucking Illuminati, the globalists are trying to take. So the entire Illuminati fucking confirmed conspiracy is that they were in the field of 
like bioengineering, like you know. Well, even non-conspiracy theorists refer to this this American culture of I have an ailment, I'm gonna take a drug to fix that ailment. That's known as Rockefeller yeah. medicine. Oh my! And it quite God. literally dates back to fucking Will, you know, why, uh, Devil Bill selling snake oil yeah. to cancer patients. That is the definition of Rockefeller medicine. And now we've got a much more sophisticated version of it. But I would argue it's identical in nature. I'm trying to find the guy that they were that they hired as the as the I had him pulled up too like a motherfucker. Let me let me look him up. Weave, his name's something we Warren Weaver. Uh, it was an American scientist. W. Yeah, Warren Reaver, WW, was a scientist, mathematician, and science administrator. And he was widely, widely recognized as one of the pioneers of machine translation and as an important figure in creating support for science in the United States. Now, he was employed by, he was director of the Division of Natural Sciences at the Rockefeller Foundation. And this was in 1932, 1955. Now, what was going on during that time? You had World War II going on in the 40s. You had Hitler and all this shit. So supposedly this guy was in charge of doing, and I'm trying to find the, so they were at the Rockefeller Foundation. He was responsible for approving grants for major projects in molecular engineering and genetics in agriculture particularly for developing new strains of wheat and rice and in med medical research. During World War II, he was seconded from the foundation to head the Applied Mathematics Panel at the U.S. Office of Scientific Research and Development, directing the work of mathematicians and operations research with assistance of Mina Rees. He was familiar, so he was uh, de developing electronic calculating machines and all this crazy shit and cryptography. So... Uh, the conspiracy was that they were doing they were doing like uh, not gain of function but genetic research like genetic manipulation research and i forgot the name that they used for the the field but it was like something biophysics some fucking crazy word but anyways you know we have these talks of them making chimeras and all this shit of people and we know that the uh, we don't know to the which extent the nazis were taking these uh, genetic experiments to. I mean, they could have been doing well, a lot more than what they told. Another, another fun Mutations. random fact about Warren Weaver is that I believe it, at some point in, in history, he had the world's largest collection of Alice in Wonderland originals yes. and he's from translated Lewis Carroll. Mm -hmm. So he was Holy absolutely shit. obsessed with this magic mirror concept, right? We kind of come back full circle, right back to the mirror. Yes, exactly. Fucking Other activity. A, Weaver was I'm... fascinated by Lewis Carl's Alice and Alice Adventures in Wonderland in, in 1964, having built up a collection of 160 versions in 42 languages. Weaver wrote a book about the translation history of Alice called Alice in Many Tongues. The translation of Alice in Wonderland, among other features, it provides excerpts from business correspondences of the author dealing with publishing royalties and permissions as Alice Donna. So yeah, he was obsessed with Alice in Wonderland and he had like how, uh, how Thomas said this fucking collection. So I found this guy weird, but then the, con the other conspiracy that I said was that they were working on like, you know, genetically modifying people. I'm going to look for it now, but yeah, pretty fucking weird. Uh, that's crazy. So we're doing another, 
uh, Alice in Wonderland breakdown, I think, on Tuesday, and Gabe's going to be there, so we going to use that. Are you right here or are you right there? I'm just are you here? Yep. This one. This one. Other one. Other so one. We, we, oh, here, give me five. We got to do that, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Points. Uh, on Tuesday, because the Warren Weaver, that's that's a beautiful, that's a beautiful weave. Dude, like the, the Wizard of Oz shit. Oh, Alice in Wonderland. Damn it. Wow, that's how fucking retarded I am. I literally just got the two mixed up. But they do correlate. Those two stories definitely do correlate. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they're similar. But uh, but I, for a second, actually thought you were talking about Wizard of Oz. But now I feel like uh, an asshole. So. <laughs> just, we'll just edit that one out. It's all good, bro. Yeah. The other day I, I said some shit on somebody's podcast. And then, like, I looked it up, like, a couple days later. And then I wrote to him, like, yeah, I really said that on the podcast. And it was, like, already out. I was, like. <laughs> whatever fuck it but so we have here the rockefeller foundation and the birth of molecular biology so apparently with this guy one reaver they they helped make the the field of molecular biology and i mean whatever they were using that shit for you can use your imagination but uh again i thought that was funny and then i wanted to finish up on flagler because as he was as he was making his way down one of the stories that i told homie Romy on the phone well when when he called me was the story of osceola and how uh, the the idea so we have geronimo right where they took his what was it, his femur and his skull or something like that mm-hmm. yeah there was that one point in florida geronimo was was in prison in florida in a star fort looking fort in the panhandle at one point in time mm-hmm. he was here before he was taken to, I think, North or South Carolina. But Geronimo was at one point here in Florida. And wow. Osceola was this this famous tribe leader. And they had imprisoned them because the I think it was either at the end of the 18th century, uh, most of the indigenous people were wiped out. Okay, they were, they, a lot of them were taken out by the actual U.S. government, uh, killed. You know, there was wars. There was a lot of guerrilla warfare going on in the Everglades here in Florida. When they went in, they like they were getting slaughtered. They were like, you know, there is just there's a place called like Ten Thousand Island uh, off the coast of, of the west coast of Florida, and it's like all these shallow mangroves, and it's just like over forty thousand islands of just like little islands. And the, the the Navy when it was first going in there, they were just getting fucked up because the people there were just like it was like a guerrilla tactic. They were just taking them out. They were getting slaughtered. So. One of the interesting stories that I told Homie Romeo about was the story of Osceola and the, I think it was the San Marcos Fort in, in St. Augustine where there is a, a headless mm-hmm. corpse that is seen walking around. Now, Ooh. they do ghost tours and all this shit in St. Augustine. And the the headless corpse is supposed to be Osceola, the tribe leader, because there was this obsession back then with having the head of or a or like a relic of a an indigenous person an indian person and there there was this doctor that was taking care of Osceola and supposedly they the the original portraits of Osceola are the ones that they use for you know all the tobacco shops like the indian the tobacco indian with like the headdress and all that shit supposedly mm-hmm, Osce- mm-hmm. all these other ones were modeled after Osceola like the original one and they would do what they would call death masks, where they would take uh, like a, a, a plaster from the dead person's face and they would use that to do sculptures and et cetera, et cetera. But they said that the original Indian man, right, that you see in these fucking tobacco shops, these smoke shops, like the big 
character, you know, the, the big fucking mannequin was modeled after Osceola, supposedly. And so the story goes that he was being taken care of by this doctor that, uh, that had a shop in, in St. Augustine. And, you know, he befriended the, the family and all this stuff. And Osceola had tonsillitis and along with some other stuff. And when Osceola died, the doctor was left alone with his body for, for, uh, you know, in the casket for, I don't know how long after the viewing or some shit. And supposedly he opened up the casket because this was after that had been the ceremony. He opened up the casket, cut Osceola's head off, took his head as a relic and he preserved it in alcohol and put it on display at his, at his pharmacy that he had going on. And again, it, and the headless corpse is supposed to be Osceola running around without a fucking head, like this, this, this ghost that's around the area. But interestingly enough, when Henry Flagler was building his railroad through all, you know, through the, the vastness of Florida, because it was the last frontier, they called it, they would come across burial grounds for indigenous people. And I, there was a story where they came across this burial ground full of skulls of indigenous people, and they gave them away as souvenirs to the fucking workers that were fucking working that site, which I found so fucked up because it's like you're, de, you know, defacing and degrading these people. And there's a reason why they keep the names of all these indigenous tribes all throughout Florida, because they feel that mm. they have some sort of power by naming it and the energy that these indigenous people have here in, in well, the, in the, and also, I don't know if, if anyone know this, this is, part of my research into just like weird uh like tribal ethnobotany but the word osceola actually comes from a tea that they used to make from this holly plant that's also known as like something vomitorium or because they had this ritual where they would they would drink massive amounts of this osceola tea uh that was like this black (laughs) liquid and after they would drink it, it was like loaded with caffeine apparently and they would throw it back up as part of this ritual so it was like the latin name for it was like vomitory or something like this I, i'll probably look it up later but the, the actual word wow. osceola comes from this ritual drink that they would consume whoa dude that's crazy and i wanted to that, one yeah. one last thing because one of the things that henry flagler was Again, he owned a lot of so similar to Jeff Bezos that owns the New York Times, I believe. Uh, Frag, Flagler owned a lot of the local newspapers and a lot of the lo- local news outlets. Okay, that's how powerful he was. And when he was being sued for uh, alleged, so he was using convict leasing, which is something that they they do here in Florida. You'll see like the little short bus pull up and the dudes in the orange jumpsuits like cutting the grass on the side of the road. And all this shit. I don't know what other states. I'm sure other states do it too. But I, you know, I'm only really lived in Florida my entire life, so I can relate it to that. But we use convicts, you know, for cheap labor. Now, uh, Flagler, mind you, this was a miserable fucking place to work. Like I said, they called it God's country because it was only gods, and nobody wanted to fucking live in it because only a god could, right? So it's like this. This how horrible the mosquitoes were, like crazy, and it was just swamps. You had rattlesnakes. You had cotton mouse you had gators you had all types of shit going on here and it was nobody wanted to be here so one of the things that flagger was doing was bringing in immigrants and they were doing debt peonage which is like pretty much you work your debt off of like the expenses to bring you over from your country or whatever it is (laughs) now he got sued by similar to how he passed the fucking law to to divorce his wife he got sued for 
have, you know, conducting slavery because supposedly these guys couldn't leave. They were miserable as fuck. They couldn't leave until they paid their debt off. So they were being held against their will. And he got taken to court mm -hmm. by the, the this use and it was thrown out because at the same time as they were suing him, he was publishing things in the newspapers saying like, oh, no, you know, we're not using people as slaves, da, 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 this and that. Like, it's OK, you know, whatever, whatever, uh, using his own news outlets to inform the jury that was going to testify against him to do the opposite. So it was like this weird thing. And the the judge threw it <clears throat> out and said. He said <laughs> the prosecution had failed to prove a an agreement of minds with evil intent to conspire. So that got thrown out and they never talked about it again. But he was using people. I mean, he was a, a majority of, of this railway system was built by African-American slaves. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this is what it was. I can touch on this, too, because even just modern accounts of like people working in the hotel weren't getting paid because what this was kind of like uh this it was an honor to work with mr flagler <laughs> and for them and you would it would be like a training right and it'd be a really credible training if you worked at one of these hotels you would be able to work anywhere in the world think about how good this is going to look on your resume son. exactly <laughs> everyone's so heard that at some again. point right <laughs> And think about what we were talking about earlier with the Secret Society of the Knights of the Golden Circle. Their whole thing was directly like correlated with the Civil War, and they were attached to mainly the South, right? So they were pro-slavery, and that's kind of mm -hmm. where I got this thing with like the Cuba connection between Panama Canal and the Knights of the Golden Circle. Even though it was just a little bit after their time when it died down because they got there. I, I think the Lincoln assassination was not uh uh i think it was a homage i think you know like the jfk assassination it was like you know like a wink wink nudge nudge to these occulted secret societies not he was against the secret society like i really think lincoln um i mean because that a lot of people think that you know he was murdered and they were a part of the knights of the golden circle and that was that whole kind of conspiracy um but I think there's a connection between Flagler but, and, and that, And not too. to mention, too, on that topic, that uh, President Lincoln was killed by a professional actor. Yes, a Johnny Depp of his time or yeah. a fucking... That's right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a, a very popular actor. Yeah, yeah, not just some rando. Like, he was definitely, like, a Johnny Depp of he his time, He was, like, the sure. fucking... He was the tits that they were like, oh, my God, Wilkes is here. Yeah, let him... He wants to meet the president. We'll let him through, let him through. And the homeboy's got the little fucking one-shot revolver in his fucking pocket, and he's about to just blow his brains out, like... <laughs> Boom! You know, <laughs> and then the, what was it? He jumped yeah. from the from the balcony and he like landed. He said something, right? What was broke it? his leg. Six Samper Tyrannus. Six. Yeah, it was like some crazy shit. Yeah, yeah. I, I and then he said something about the South. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that still to this day, Six Semper Tyrannus is the state motto of Virginia. Wow. And it has a. The, what does the, it mean? It it means death to all tyrants. Mm -hmm. it, it is a Jesuit battle cry. Well, because because like Gabe supposedly uh, Abraham Lincoln was some sort of, of of a tyrant. He was silencing local newspapers that were publishing things against him and all this stuff. So you know, th there's more than meets the eye when it comes to these sort of guys. You know, yeah. when, when they talk about them, because again, we're only getting one side of the coin. You know, they they own the local news, the publishing companies, or the the whole state. You know publishing companies and the news outlets and all this stuff. So it's like all, all the stuff that we're getting is like 
you know, not a hundred percent there. And eventually is there some correlation with him with Flagler falling to his death, you know, dying from a fall? Is that does that because he fell down a flight of marble stairs. Flagler's folly. At, mm-hmm. Oh, Flagler folly. Okay. But yes. I thought I looked that at it more big, like big thing. At, in in Mar- in Flagler fell down a flight of marble stairs at Whitehall, almost like a, like a, like a Jacob's ladder or some type of shit, you know, like some Masonic mm. fucking, you know, I don't know. Maybe they killed him off. Who the fuck well, knows? Dude? Okay. Let me jump in with this story. If you want to go Masonic and death rituals, because this I mean, it's is fitting. We highest... have a Mason in the, in the group right now. There he goes. Like he just dipped. Let me t- <laughs> so when I went to the, when I went to the Ponte de Leon, okay. So I'm going to wrap. I, I want to, I'll just, I'm going to do my little shtick of like the whole paranormal and the mirrors thing real quick. Mm-hmm. And then see what you guys, see what you guys think about it. So, there was spirit, spiritual essence attached to this from the get-go. And I think it happened when him and John D. really got together. Like you said, you brought up earlier, undoubtedly, uh, oil is an alchemical process, right? Like, it, it, it's a scientific process. Alchemical uh, with the spirit attached to science, for fucking sure, right? Everybody worships these ancient alchemists in the occulted circles. It's just how it goes. They, they are the people who basically created these type of uh say on say just made that word up but you know and not to mention too that on the alchem- alchemical aspect of oil is essentially sunlight captured in a concentrated form turned black and then hidden oh my occulted into the earth what the fuck that's fucking what nuts what the fuck that's fucking <laughs> crazy bro i not even think about that it is nuts. It's like a, it's like the, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, not hyperspace, but um, the thing that they can't prove, uh, black matter, dark, dark matter, matter, or dark whatever. Matter. I, I always call yeah. it like, su- like sunlight's like uh, oils, like sunlight dabs. I want to the inner earth alchemist, man. The gnomes on the inside of fucking uh, the, the they're, they're uh, dabbing uh, sunlight, the bro. They're yeah. dabbing sunlight in the dark, wow. bro. Man, that light. You got some crazy eyes going on right now, bro. I want to riff off of the 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 glass yeah. maker because that blew my fucking mind. That yes, we have, Taylor. you know, this this yeah, idea sorry. that you are able to change not only cymatics because we know that these these structures they're cymatically the, the plasma resonance through the stained glass. Yeah, what what what, what Romy said because he puts it in a fucking weird fucking way that i like the way it sounds but i like the way you do that so and this idea that these that these buildings they how do i say this they change the person's perspective because it's all about perspective when it comes to when you're talking about these things so they literally change the reality for some people in real time because of the cymatics because of the colors and we talked about Falconelli's fucking cathedrals about how people were seeing things differently within the cathedrals and hearing things differently within these cathedrals in order to almost like a spiritual experience for the person within it then you have this fucking hotel with the mirror uh, you know the mirror fucking illusion and all this stuff like you know what I mean was he I don't know. I mean, was it some sort of ritual that they were doing to bring more people in or like, 
Because after after they were done, bro, the population for Florida, how you said with the Mackle brothers and all these people, it was tripling and it led to the fucking housing yep. bubble, the biggest housing bubble ever. So it's like they plant the seed and then it just fucking took off like, you know, Jack and the Beanstalk where the Beanstalk just fucking kept growing into the fucking sky. You know what I mean? Belfagor's fucking prime. He sold his soul to the devil right off the fucking get-go because all three of his wives, which were all younger than him substantially, yes. beautiful and younger than him, all died horrific deaths, and they all got fucking like sick Crowley. and Ill. Like Crowley. Like Crowley. It's, it's so I tried to find Crowley connections, and there are some Crowley connections to Florida, but couldn't find any he, flag. They're like, he was, the he was too much of an old pale dude to, to enter Florida. Crowley, <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. yeah. So let me let me get on this. So let me get on this. Okay, so <clears throat> the occultic shit started from the get go, and it started in New York. Okay, and it started in New York. I think they sold their soul a long fucking time ago, uh, and that's why he had these three different wives that all lived this very specific, played out type of simulation for each of these wives. They died. He married young. He married quick. She died, or you know, they divorced because she was in a fucking sanitarium, uh, clinically insane. He might marry the next day, and then, uh, and then, and then he died, and then she married this guy who was like a, a po- high politic in Kentucky. That was his most recent uh, wife. She got syphilis so too, right? They all. Uh, she got sick and died. Uh, like okay, so after it was like I think five days after Henry Flagler. The whole like document of like you can't have all my money, bitch, uh, went through five days after she died. So it was just like if she had died five days earlier, all the money would have went to the politician and her family. But since she signed those papers and five days later she died unexpectedly, it's a whole thing. And so every wife that he's been attached to has had serious repercussions. Okay, but the man skyrocketed in wealth and he skyrocketed in his valor and the way that people perceived him. He was the father of Miami. And I found this fucking really cool article um, when I was looking up the mirror symbolism here. Uh, Well, there's the International Brotherhood of Magicians, IBM, which is hilarious, which Ringley uh, was associated with. Well, what the fuck did you just say? Associated with the International Brotherhood of Magicians. (laughs) IBM I... <laughs> was founded in February 10th, 1922. Is that the computer uh, exactly company, IBM? Ago. That's, no. uh, I mean, it's the International Brotherhood. Yeah, it is now, right? <laughs> it is now. Let me do, let me riff on that real quick. So you take the I and the B and, uh, oh, the symbol, the icon of IBM, the I and the B are fused. And the M is right next mm-hmm. to it. But when you pull the I and the B apart, you get a 13. And M is a 13. 13 so you've got 13, 13 over here. you got 13 over there. Do you guys remember Belfagor's Prime? Oh, shit. Oh, yep. 13 in both directions. What the fuck y'all got? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah. uh, am I sharing? Yeah. Oh, I forgot to bring okay. up the Henry B. Plant Museum. That shit is crazy, Dude, bro. Look at this. Look at this. So the the what I was talking about earlier with mirror symbolism, okay, quite literally. Okay, now I'm going to stop because I don't I, – I, I'm going to rant and not fucking have things. But 
Henry and Henry, they mirror each other. They both built museums in 1888. They both fucking, they planted the flag. It's a flag planting on the moon, right? Like oh, it's, it's, it's fucking fuck. cosmic codes, bro. Cosmic codes. And so I found multiple named synchronicities when I started looking into this. So let's start off with the very basic one. Henry and Henry plant and flagler. Okay. Um, the PB, the HPB, Henry, uh, uh, you know, that could be uh, 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 some, it's some crazy shit, man. But the other one that I thought was nuts was Ida Alice Shroud's Flagler. Wait, what'd you and just say, Romy? HPB ghost, what? I was going to say uh, Plavatsky. Yeah. And I was yep. going to go riff off of that. But yeah. High Priestess, you know, and then they had the connection with Barnum and Bailey, like I said, through the Ringley brothers who – was a part of the um one of the one of his like Crowley's was one of the high ranking members of the IBM, the International Brotherhood of Magicians, which nice. isn't that gnarly of a secret society. It's literally stage magicians. So it's but, all but like they have an inner work, secret society within IBM called the Order of Merlin that only like the most illustrious oh. within I you ever heard about that before? No. What? No. There there's no. a no. there's a smaller group within the International Magician, whatever what is it called? International Bureau of Magicians, whatever. International Brotherhood of Magicians. Their inner order is called the Order of Merlin. What the Holy fuck? shit, that is nuts, dude. That's that fucking nuts. straight nuts. And it, they were connected, like I said. I mean, if you looked up Barnum, like HP Barnum, which is another HPB, which is, I just fucking, holy shit, that's nuts, dude. <laughs> you want to talk about oranges of MK Ultra? Uh, you know, PT Barnum is the dude. He's the one that, like, mass hypnotized the entire country. And what, what was his saying was, like, there's a sucker born every minute and. Oh, um, like if guy. I can cheat someone out of it. Yeah, dude, that's that's P.T. Barnum. And he's raping women and putting them on the freak show. Yeah, like putting all the fucking fucked up babies that he created. Because he was Classic American founder. Classic American founder. Yeah. Wow. And they were connected to Flagler and Rockefeller. This is all in that time period where they were buying up museums. They were buying up all these big old architecture. So it's like... I, I'm, I'm almost on the fence of like, did these Henrys even fucking exist? And are they made up figures? Because in the Tartaria mudflip realm, they say this whole time period is the indoctrination age. And so they make, you know, there could be these characters and figures. They're both names, Henry, plant the flag. I don't fucking know, you know, but they, they probably did exist. I, I really do think the 1800s happened. But yeah. so I wanted to get into the whole like uh, other mirror symbolism with the Alice flag. So Alice flag is a very famous ghost in South Carolina. Okay. And Ida Alice Flagler is a very famous ghost in Florida. And so their symbolism is very strange because they have the name Alice and the name Flag there. And Alice Flag from South Carolina, the ghost story kind of goes that she was like a, of a richer family of like a family of doctors there. And she wanted to court this boy who was kind of really dirt poor, you know, and like shun shun on that. So when she got uh, when they got together, she actually got sick and her brother who already shunned her for being with this poor slobby son of a bitch. It's not worth her rich pussy. The Kevin Federline of, uh, of that age. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Federline Express straight to some strange paranormal mirrors. OK, and so. The um, so basically, her brother let her die because he found the ring on her, um, 
on her chest because she wouldn't wear the ring on her hand. And so when she died, her ghost was said to be haunted this area. They put a gravestone that only said the word Alice. It said nothing else. It said no name. It didn't say a last name. didn't say a memoir or anything. That's how much they shunned her. So her wow. ghost, you know, having unfinished business of being shunned by her family for someone that she loved, uh, left, left her spirit around. Well, on the opposing side of that, you have Henry Flagler, who's a rich boy with this poor girl that takes her in. So they have this opposite story. And they She's were they were opposed to it own. until he gave her a million dollars, right? It was like, oh, fuck this yes. guy. And it's like, here's a million bucks in a big-ass house. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> he just fucking, like, basically funded her entire family were rich for the rest of their lives. And if they invest, I mean, it's like a right, dowry. It it's like a forever. typical dowry dynamic. Yes, and so but but Roman, isn't that crazy? So like her, yes. Maybe did he know something by marrying into that particular family? Did you dig up into? Because you know now I'm tra- starting to connect you, dots. Like what did he know that you know marrying into that family? What business did he have other than it was a hot piece of ass? You know, young piece of ass, old horny white dude. You know what I mean? Like trying to get some poontang. But what was it? Was it that, or was it something more sinister? I think Henry was into spiritualism, but he didn't know how to tap into it, and so he had this this really eccentric wife that was able to attract these fucking crazy people and have these seances. Because when he built the Ponte de Leon, he was with Iris Alice, and their spiritualism was very much intact and the guy i can't remember his name something casey palmer or whatever the guy who basically brought spiritualism to america founded the casadega camp of spiritualism Mm -hmm. or the spiritualistic camp in casadega florida that already existed when they came here okay and so i think all of these things were in mind when they were when they were doing this but the one of the crazy things is is that Henry was sleeping around the entire fucking time. He had so many mistresses that it's funny that the uh, Flagler College of Liberal Arts was the Ponce de Leon was the woman's wing. So it was all women in his whole fucking hotel. Yes. And the fourth floor was completely blocked off. Why? Because one of his mistresses, when Ida Alice uh, Shroud Flagler was coming home from the sanitarium, uh, he had to... Uh, put his mistress in this room, <laughs> right? In this room, which the, she had later bu- built it into a psychomantium. And during that time, she hung herself. The fourth floor is completely blocked off to students at Flagler College, which, in case we didn't mention that, Ponce de Leon Hotel is now a private liberal arts college. Yes. And so that's very, very special on like an initiatory level, kind of like we were talking about earlier. The architects that built that place got funded to go to Spain and go to the Beaux Arts Architectural College, which is a very prestigious uh, place. And when you go into high arts, occult and art, are the same fucking thing. Occultists use art for their symbolism. They worship artists. They worship art. It's one of the seven sacred sciences. And so to be an artist, you are a fucking initiatory to the occultic practices. And that's why architecture and art are fucking married in that symbiotic relationship. And music too, right? Because music is a huge part of that and resonance and frequency and being able to psychically attack people. And so... I was like, what the fuck? So I started, I found, first thing about the mirror symbolism is I found out about the psychomantium. And I was like, what the fuck is a fucking goddamn psychomantium? And then I started looking it up. 
And then I started freaking out because I was like, holy shit, this whole spiritualistic movement. I was like, it makes so much sense. It started in New York. It went down to Florida. That's where they started. They came down to Florida. They built the Ponce de Leon, which is one of the most haunted buildings in all of Florida, and especially in St. Augustine, besides a lighthouse maybe, which is what I was going to say earlier about Alice Flagg and her ring symbolism. She wore her ring on her chest. The girl that's seen at the St. Augustine lighthouse is like, so it looks like the ring, first of all, because the lighthouse looks like the fucking ring. And the way that the, the woman figure there, it's like, I was just like, there's so much crazy fucking synchronicities happening. And so one more name sync, and then I'm going to shut the fuck up, is, um, is crazy. It's the McCains, okay? Hugh McCain oh. is the original of the John McCain family line. And Hugh McKean is this artist that worked with Tiffany. The guy who put the fucking stained glass windows in uh, in there, okay? So he worked and uh, runs the museum. He actually died in 1995, but he was working directly under and with Tiffany. He was one of his, like, protégés. And he made this whole documentary on uh, uh, Lewis Comfort Tiffany, and his name was Hugh McKean. And I was like, Hugh McCain? I was like, what the fuck? Because the reason why the John McCain uh, funeral stuck out to me is because I'm going to get into this story now. When Henry Flagler died in Palm Springs, one of the things that he had pre-written in his will or whatever that, that the document was is that he wanted his body to be brought to the Ponce de Leon Hotel Rotunda to have a um, Baroque festival, right? This old European festival where they would take a body and put it in a rotunda of either a cathedral or these ancient you know, buildings that had rotundas because – Rotundas are a very big part of this resonance architecture. The ancient antiquated architecture, which was a technology infused with spiritualistic understandings, right? Connections to the gods. And so when I started studying the cathedrals and everything, I was like, what is the up with the spires? Why was ev all of our ancestors addicted to spires? What were the spires for? You can't just build something out of fucking just sheer like, hey, that looks like a fucking stabby thing. Let's put that up there. You know, it's either a lightning rod or it's, you know, like it's something. And so one of the one of the theories I have, and I, I think it's pretty fucking valid, is the a lot of presidents, a lot of high politicians, a lot of uh, old veterans get put into the state capitol rotunda, and they have a ceremony, and they put it right in the middle under the Lincoln. Oh shit, I have it up here somewhere. Where is it called? It's the Lincoln. Uh, oh come on, you dirty whore. You dirty whore, where is it? Oh, God. Oh. Anyways, so the thing that they put all of the people on in these state funerals, it's called like this this Lincoln box, basically. It's a black fabric over a box, and that's what they set the casket on and set the body on. But it's brought back from Lincoln just to wrap all this shit back around. And they put it in the center of the rotunda. And if you watch that time-lapse video I sent you um, – they build a Celtic cross in there, right? So they build the four ways right here, and it's in the center. And the way that these rotundas are built, at noon, it hits the center, and the sun hits the center, and then it moves around, and the lights move around. It's all perfectly syncopated. And so what they believe is that the spirit whirls around, and then it shoots up through the spire there in the middle of the fucking rotunda. So when Henry Flagler died in Palm Beach, he didn't have his funeral in Palm Beach. He brought back to St. Augustine. 
And so what happened is he's like, I want to be in my rotunda. We're going to do the whole ceremony there. The Baroque festival ceremony was started in fucking Portugal. I mean, come on fucking Portugal. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and if you look in the front too, uh, Henry Flagler would put a Celtic cross in the front lawn of the Ponce de Leon. I sent you guys that fucking picture too. And when he was having a ceremony there, he, all the doors and windows needed to be open. People witnesses, this fucking happened. And this is the ghost story that haunts the Ponce de Leon Hotel, the now Flagler College. During the ceremony, all of the fucking doors and windows were supposed to be open. People are standing there looking at his casket. Next thing you know, the doors slam shut. Lights flicker. His casket flips upside down. And everybody's freaking the fuck out. What? Like, what just happened? I swear to God, I swear to God. And then what happened? People opened the things. People left because they were really fucking weirded out. The janitor that night noticed a small tile in the floor of the Ponce de Leon. And I saw this tile when I went to the Ponce de Leon. It's this fucking big. And it literally is a guy with a mustache. They say that the face of Henry Flagler is imprinted into the floor of the Ponce de Leon, and that's why it's so haunted. And that's why you see Ida Alice Shroud, the lady in the blue dress, the little boy, Henry Flagler, and his mistress on the fourth floor in the Psychomantium. What? Wow. That is a <laughs> lot of occult shit in one place. Oh, I didn't hear about this. That was, so was home, did Homeboy flop on the floor like after his fucking casket fell <laughs> over and all this shit? Like, what? what? I didn't hear lot, about there's this. There's a shit. lot of different... There's a lot of different stories, but like I said, I took the paranormal route because this is oh. a very haunted town, and, and then I looked up all of his hotels are haunted. Yeah. Every single mm-hmm. one. The railways are haunted. First of all, railways and trainways have a history of being haunted and paranormally connected also, I think, because these Freemasons knew where the ley lines ran. And you guys were earlier talking about syncretism, stacking uh, traditions on traditions. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're gonna get when you dig out a fucking ancient burial mound of the indigenous culture that fucking oh buried their fucking their God. their people there, and you dig it out. What are you doing? You're fucking with the dead. So and so, but they knew that. They knew that. Bro. Romy, check this out, dude. Because uh, we're talking about you know we're gonna get a little woo woo here. All right, and I know that yes. Thomas Thomas, you can dip if you don't want to get woo woo, bro. There he goes. So, oh God, no, come back. So check this out, because. You're talking about a hole in the ceiling. It's called an oculus ceiling. Now, an oculus ceiling, it's where light can shine. It's like a hole in the ceiling in the top, and and and, and light can shine through. Check this out. This is at the Ponce de Leon Hotel, and they have an oculus here, and this is the oculus in St. Augustine. And if, and if the oculus is, if the diaphragm is uh, small enough, it can actually project an exact mirror image on the floor which is what what pinhole photography yes but not only that but (laughs) oculus we're talking about the oculus oh hold on i I thought i had it fucking pulled up the camera this is here in the this is the ponce de leon hotel we got the oculus here right and you're talking about camera obscura and all this stuff that john d was the one that invented john d john d rockefeller (laughs) so we all can we all make a pact here and now that we're all going to come to this hotel and take a big shit somewhere (laughs) in this building (laughs) how great would that be what a a story to tell no so check this (laughs) so check this out 
the idea being here that, you know, somehow or another, because we have the Oculus Rift, which is the VR headset. What if... Romy, you said you, you weren't going to smoke tonight, bro. What happened? <sighs> <laughs> it's getting heavy, dog. He's been waiting all day for that. <laughs> uh, so w the idea here being that maybe you know this is like a, a, a some sort of portal. I mean, we've talked we've talked about you know Tracy Twyman hidden hyperspace kingdoms where these elites go somewhere else, and he wanted to in his will. He said, mm -hmm. "Hey, take me back here, and I want to be put here." What did the ancient Egyptians do? They would prepare their bodies for what to come back to them later on like they would embalm them they would mummify them for what you know is it like walt disney they said his fucking head or some share his penis is <laughs> frozen somewhere on on disney property maybe he's at the bottom of the vatican who the fuck knows there's 53 miles of corridors at the bottom of the vatican with just relics and all this crazy shit so who's to say that they don't have a frozen walt disney penis somewhere <laughs> down there that they that they have and but very interesting because oculus you know oculus rift the vr headset you know different reality mirrors camera obscura all this stuff where again it's an alchemical process you know what i mean and these guys know what the fuck they're doing maybe you know i didn't think of it like that romy where this dude was like just you know if you look at crowley zoom in on the art dude if you look at you crow can. i can't it's so crazy i can't so in in Crowley's uh, life, everybody that was associated with him went mad. They lost their fucking minds. Why? Because they were they were you know I get the way I see it is that they're putting all the negative shit into that person and they you know drive that person insane and then eventually you go insane because that's the whole thing with LFS Levi right or Levi where uh, you know the magician will eventually go insane. You know what I mean? And and, and you know uh, dealing with all this uh, occult shit because you have it, a filter. It won't while you're sharing all these cool images, uh, can you pull up um, Faith Chapel, Jekyll Island, and show some of that Tiffany stained glass yeah, as well? Because that stuff is really oh, cool. Yeah. So I got yeah, a quick, I, I I got a quick story to share. I I played on that Oculus game. I have VR one, yeah. thing, uh, and I was playing this uh, real like a kids game where you're fishing. Mm -hmm. You've got your gloves on. And you've got your face covered and you're mm -hmm. you're sitting down and you're fishing at a fishing pool and uh i just use it for this... porn gabe ever done the the, the vr porn you haven't done Not it yet. oh dude yeah missing out brother <laughs> so i'm sitting there i'm fishing i'm at uh, anybody who has played this game it's specifically at the one the uh the level that is voodoo it's like a voodoo setting where you're in a swamp in louisiana and it's really eerie and creepy and dark. And I take the time. I think I might be one of the first people to actually take the time to get put the pole away and start looking around behind me. And I look up in the trees in this virtual reality game. And behind me, above me, in both my left and my right wing, where nobody else would be looking. They played their, this game their whole life. There's voodoo dolls. <laughs> they're trapped in a pyramid made out of like old sticks these voodoo dolls what they game is this this is the a oculus fishing game, fishing game. <laughs> what the they're, fuck they got they got pins stuck <laughs> in the voodoo dolls and they're trapped in a cage hanging in trees and there's a candle in each one of these triangular pyra pyramid voodoo doll cages and they're one to the left one to the right up in the trees the pillars. Can go check that. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. So let's one thing at a time. God damn it. So 
Dude, these these windows are nuts. This is yeah. Look at these windows. They're fucking crazy looking. Look how crazy that looks. And wow, I, I forgot. Sick. There's there's some special story about this particular one we're looking at. Like what it represents. There's some mm-hmm. occult message, but I I came unprepared to talk about this in particular. So we'll erected erected sometime. by his friends. Huh. Look, they got those and, no, and and also I want to point out that this isn't just Tiffany glass, but they actually had Tiffany himself come and install this glass. And he also installed a lot of the chandeliers all around the island here. So it, it wasn't just like him outsourcing it to his contractors, which was typically what you would get from Tiffany. But he yeah. was, you know, so revered and liked these guys so much that he showed up in person to do this. And that quote right there is my, my favorite Tiffany quote by far. Color is to the eye what music is to the ear you know mm. wow oh, shit. wow nice. lewis comfort tiffany i never heard of this fucking guy never heard of this guy i'm telling you you guys are connected your, your girls never asked you for tiffany before you're lucky well is that is that where this comes from that 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 jewelry that's that's, t- that's tiffany yeah oh fuck every kiss begins with k you know like that fucking shit well that's not tiffany but yeah that like that like pale blue color that's yeah. like uh associated with it like that's pandora's the bracelet and all this shit that the fucking oh, women bro. wear and all this stuff I, PB. oh you know the, <laughs> gp baby so dude this is fucking crazy because what if you know uh tracy brings up this idea that we are in an al- reality is an alchemical experiment done by john d and john d is actually the fucking demiurge because he was the one that <laughs> like that is a wild theory that man. is a I fucking crazy theory because again he was you know perspective back to perspective and these guys look here color is to the eye what music is to the ear like they know they fucking and, know. and look at that last sentence too faith chapel's radiant tiffany window is considered among the most vibrant tiffany's ever made like he he put his all into this particular chapel and what significance that's, does this uh, chapel have, bro? It just happens to be the chapel that's on Jekyll Island. Jekyll Island being the pl- the birthplace of the Federal Reserve. Oh, um, so it's an alchemical ploy too. Because here, can I tell you guys? I've been digging into. You guys know I've been fucking digging into. The is this King Solomon for quite or something? Some time now. Who is this? Well, I mean, probably, thing, I, probably a Solomon. I want to put forward that his staff is at that twenty three point four degree angle of the axial tilt of the Earth. That is very common in many, many art pieces. Is the staff will have the twenty three point four, which is T U V. Is it King David? That's David. Yes, so David. Yeah, King David. King Solomon's dad. <laughs> King David. Holy shit! Was King Solomon? Look at that dad. guy just carrying a straight wand. He got and dude, that, that guy uh, Frederick Gilbert Bourne, who this is dedicated to, uh, another deep dive. Uh, big deep really? dive on him. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay. Dude, a- anyone that was ever a member of Jekyll Island is deserving of a full deep dive. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I I, I can fucking attest to that. I mean, there's so much. Maybe, okay, so part two, maybe Jekyll Island will move up towards, uh, move up towards like Kentucky area, South Carolinas, because there's a lot of hauntings, paranormal shit all along that whole area. I mean, I, I, I do stories so, for fucking that shit all day. So I have a paranormal investigator who i'm gonna like a professional paranormal investigator is gonna come on the show she's she's on for i think the 20th or some shit like that maybe shoot me some of the names that you talked about and i can ask her about if she's ever been to any of them and we can have her on and talk to her about all this shit too you know what i mean yeah yeah no i have a friend too uh ryan 
uh, or, or his name his his name of his podcast is Paranormal. Uh, oh no, me and Paranormal you. That's the name of his podcast. Uh, He's yeah, I've heard cool about guy. it. Uh, Ryan Singer, that's his name. I, I love people that go out and fucking actually like, like try try to try to do it. You know, that's fuck like super that. fucking cool. Nah, fuck, you what? can miss me with that bullshit, bro. Hey, and and yeah, at I'm at the risk it. of of uh you know keep bringing this up, but I swear Jekyll Island is also one of the most haunted places on this side of the country. Uh, it was the it was the last place I believe that. Um, imported slaves even after it was made illegal. Uh, Jekyll Island is the last place that that happened and there's so many rich dead people that died on this island um, that it's just, it's filled with ghost stories. The last time I was there uh, I like to go there every once in a while to just like look around and, and, and soak in the, the air of all of these robber barons but there was a, a, a professional like ghost search uh, paranormal TV show being shot and going and I and I followed him and it was legit creepy as hell when you get to that far edge of the island where there's no electricity, no lights, there's barely even a road, there's like broken down forts. You got gargoyles. Uh, it, it gets real creepy. They got Gnarly. fucking gargoyles too. The jekylls, man. Oh, je- oh, they're jekylls? Is that the same shit? I don't know. I was just saying that. Oh. Yeah, cuz I thought I mean, you're like going to respond. <laughs> yeah, it was called the, noise. the Horton House is uh is the haunted place on Jekyll Island or one of the most Horton haunted. It's the, called the Horton House. Fuck that. Yeah, no, we can de- so Tim we can Hortons. definitely do that. I'll I'll hit her up. I think we we went pretty de- pretty deep on this. Well, yo, let me get one last one. I got another here for, for my exit. I'll I'll yeah, lead yeah. It, I'll lead into a homie Romy on this one, but. It's it's fitting because we're we're essentially breaking down occult Florida and the history of Florida, mm-hmm. and with Saint Augustine being the oldest city in Florida, perhaps the oldest city in the entire nation, um, but the actual city named after Saint Augustine. If you know, if you look into who Saint Augustine was, That's, he was born a pagan. That's and what I was a doing, hedonist, bro. Are you about to get into this? Yeah, bro. Go okay, ahead. No. go ahead, go ahead. So, so he actually grew up and he was like sleeping around and had multiple mistresses. And um, and then I, I think, you know, he eventually uh, converted to Christianity. But the, the main story here that I remember, and this will probably be different when you're going to bring up one. But his main story was that he was walking on the beach, Florida beaches, St. Augustine. And he sees this kid digging a hole in the sand. And since he's right on the beach side in the sand, as he digs down deep enough, a little bit of water kind of starts filling up in the hole from the bottom. Um, and the kid keeps deep uh, digging deeper and deeper. And St. Augustine goes and asks him, you know, what the hell are you doing digging this hole in the sand? And the kid says, well, I, I eventually want to dig a hole that can encompass all the water of the sea. And St. Augustine tells him, you know, that's, that's stupid. That's impossible. You're not never going to be able to do that. And the kid looks up at him and says, um, it's not as impossible as you trying to understand the Holy Trinity. And he attributed this story to his inspiration where he actually wrote um, a seminal book in Latin called on the Trinity where St. Augustine, that's kind of why he's known is that he broke down the con- the current concept of the Trinity as interpreted through the logos that we, we know today. And a lot of people don't know that occult history behind him. Um, but I always thought that was fitting because he like this whole story of him being inspired enough 
to seek out the Trinity and try to describe it and relate to everyone started with him walking along the the sand on a beach somewhere, uh, and then he grew up as like a, a hedonist. So I mean, it's like the the Florida man that's story crazy. right there. Right. Dude, like, that, that's so nuts, dude. That is what, so uh, that. Go one, ahead, go, one, ahead, go one ahead. One more weave on that. Didn't Saint Augustine write the book City of Gods? The City of God, mm-hmm. yeah, and Confessions. Yep. So so for them to call it the land of God in Florida was very apropos because St. Augustine wrote the city of gods. Uh, they said it was God's country because only God couldn't that's give it. it to anybody because it was that that's fucked up. That's <laughs> it. That's it. Yeah. Well, and that, that story of him, you know, telling him that you couldn't capture all the water or whatever. It's like, was he like hinting at Atlantis or some fucking shit? Because I mean, you know, the waters Atlantis, is it connected? I- I don't know. I think there's a big weave on that too of like these guys that want to basically stat like the, the the creators of the America, the founding fathers and what have you, wanting to create this new Atlantis type of thing. Like I think there is a big big weave on that. And you know, <clears throat> I mean you get they were getting closer and closer to Bimini Road, you know what I mean? So they were finding their their foreground home. I well, mean and- I think there was a big Atlantis search. And to add to that, because when, you know, when they would, when they were just, you're talking about the Bimini Road, when they were building the railroad over to connect to that first key, the, the workers were talking about how it was like they would look out and they would, they would look like they were building out into the open sea because it was, they couldn't see the other shore. Like they couldn't see the other, the other side, maybe because the earth's not fucking flat and they couldn't, couldn't see over the, the, the curve, but. <laughs> They, they were looking out and they were like, hey, we can't see the other side. So it felt like they were building out into the sea. And then obviously that was destroyed. But one of the the so more than five million words of St. Augustine's writing survive, ranging from sermons to theological treat, treaties of these two have had particularly lasting influence. The city of God and confessions. The former is a philosophical defense of Christianity that outlines a new way to understand human society and the latter is a largely a spiritual self-examination. So, again, back to alchemy, looking within to yeah. purify yourself within. Now, depending on which path you look at, either you jizz on, jizz on sigils and jerk off in a fucking whatever, <laughs> or you keep it and you withhold it and you, and you build a little homunculus. No, the t- bro, because you're all about the, the, the homunculus, and, and so is Thomas. <laughs> but I learned something recently. The, ta- the Taoists, the... Their, their form, the secrets of the golden flower, their form of the homunculus is to withhold the semen within yourself. And when you withhold mm. it in, you will eventually reach a level of enlightenment where you will create a little golden man that is supposed to, that's your homunculus, <laughs> the little golden man that will live on for you for eternity in order for you not to suffer samsara or have to go through reincarnation. So we have these two sides, the, the right-hand path and the left-hand path, the one that jizzes into cow vaginas and goat vaginas and makes a homunculus out of that. And then you have the one where you re- the retention, you retain the semen and you reach a level of enlightenment because they found a statue of this monk that was golden and the, the monk's body was within the statue. So it's like, was this guy living for fucking like you know he lived uh he reached a level of enlightenment where he literally became gold you know the philosopher's stone turning into gold 
You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's mm-hmm. fucking crazy to think about. The, the the trick is you just have to not jerk off for a full year, and he's the only one in history no, that's ever dude, done it, made but, it that far. No, no, but old. check it out. So, no, 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 because you're on to some shit, because I think it's a, this is a... Con- no, don't fucking laugh, Gabe. Don't <laughs> laugh. This is a conspiracy. No, check this out. Why do you think the porn industry is so big, and what is porn here for? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It, it's, to, it's to take that away from you in order for you to succumb, because they... Oh, no, no, November, dude. Yeah, dude. Like, all this shit, like... You know what I mean? This is why they put these things in society in order for you to fucking give up your seat and give up your fucking energy because they say when you jerk off, it's like giving the equivalent to like a, a full dinner's worth of like energy or some shit like that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so yeah. Po- the porn is like here to stay and people are addicted to that shit. You know, there's people who are like, they just, they masturbate all the time. And then you have this, this Eastern mysticism where it's like you don't do any of that. You live in a fucking mm-hmm. cave and you turn into gold after fucking however many years. Golden it's like, Buddha. Bro, yes, exactly. His outline is in the fucking cave. Like, hello. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you got these two spectrums and it's like, what are they really trying to do to us in this new Atlantis, if you will? I well, I wanted to say too, I think there's <clears throat> a large part of the hatred for women comes into that too, like these demon whores, right? Like that concept of like, like to, because a, a lot of Western ideology was stemmed off of the Eastern mysticism. But what happened is, is it got contorted and it got really like involved with ego and a, a lot of other strange things. So they obviously are misconstruing the original, in my opinion, like the Vedic and the Eastern mysticism and all of that stuff, which, I mean, I resonate a little bit more with that, but I love all of the occult. I love the occult everywhere. You know, it all kind of stems from the same seed within your golden hermunculi there. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think there's this thing of keeping it in a circle and like the Ouroboro of like sucking your own dick and like, you know, only Isn't penetrating Isn't that the box dudes. saga, bro, where they do like a 69 yeah. cartwheel? Yes. And I'm telling you, man, I think that's why like a lot of these guys, they hate women is because they would rather keep it in their dude circle, because if they're if they're secreting into each other, then that's like secreting into themselves to create a homunculi of sorts, too. I mean, the hatred for women and the matriarchy, (laughs) the the matriarchal fucking downpour of just hate is fucking real. Right. It's a patriarchal system. And I think. A lot of that has to do with like these brotherhoods and the secret societies. Weird, and real things, quick. you know. I'm just, just saying. Just, bro, I, I didn't mean it to go mind. that far, but oh, all right. I got, I got to point out. I got to point it out. P R I. Pry. D E M O N. Demon. Oh shit! Pride Month. Oh my god. It has demon in the middle. Fuck! It does. Wow. Pride month is prying the demon homunculus out of your ass. Yeah. <laughs> is that where he comes out of? I, comes out. Dude, I have not been looking. I've been working on mine for the longest time, but I I have not been analyzing my stools. So analyzing. I That's why I, I, might, <laughs> I might have flushed my golden dude and not even realize it. That fucking sucks, bro. You that's like, <laughs> that's three years of eating semen down the drain, literally. You got to put the mirror. You got to install the mirror next yes, to the toilet. You got to have a you need no. Mirror. You need one of those like German toilets where the shit just like sits there on the shelf so you can like <laughs> sift through it before it goes down. No, 
They only show up in the mirrors, bro. That's why you can't see it. Fucking camera obscura, bro. You got you got to fucking. Oh my god. Okay. I'm Let's glad we ended this on a on a really I nice got, high I, note, man. I, I got a got a good uh, got a final weave for you guys. Okay. Let's so. Go. Okay, here it is. The mirrors are portals, images of mirrors of ancient Maya ceramics by Julie Rogers at Hood College. Where the fuck's Hood College? Oh, it's in Orlando, Florida. Crazy land of fucking mirrors. The land wait, of wait, a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What was her name? What? God damn it. Uh, Julie Rogers. Go ahead, Julie Rogers. Jolly Roger? Jolly Roger, y'all. That's the pirate right flag. here. This lady. <laughs> uh, right. Well, I mean, that correlates to Florida shit, too, man. But well, yeah. what I think is crazy, the reason I I'm, I'm finding this to be a weave. OK, so here we go. The Maya believed there was multiple worlds in addition to the human world. Portals connected these worlds and allowed active engagement between the Maya and their gods. Without portals and the ability to communicate between the worlds, the Maya belief system could not function. Evidence suggests that the Maya believed reflective surfaces, mirrors, and water surfaces were portals to the spiritual world. Okay, so who had there a, are bro? Who had a fucking obsidian scrying mirror? Who had one? You know, John D. John D. Oh, for sure. That's what I'm saying. So the mirror symbolism with Florida is if you look up how many mirror lakes, the names of mirror lake are in Florida, it's more than any other state. There's also a mirror lake in California, and there's there's a few other around the, around the country. It's like, like not like the most like crazy name for a lake, right? But there is a lot of lakes, and the water table in Florida is very fucking high. So the belief is not just the mercurial mirror, okay, which is obviously a very heavily alchemical process that goes way fucking back, but the water itself is the original mirror. And so that's why I think this land of mirrors, the psychomantium in the Ponce de Leon, the seances, the rise of spiritualism, all their ghosts, the place is haunted because the water table is so fucking high that the spirits are being caught in the mirrors. And that's what a psychomantium is. That's what the rise of spiritualism was, was <laughs> spirits were going back and forth through fucking mirrors, dude. And that's why I think Henry, Henry, Henry Plant, Henry Flandler, Alice Flagg, I, I had Alice Flagler, you know, fucking, I didn't even get into the fucking, uh, um, the Hugh McCain shit and the John McCain shit, but like everything is fucking mirrored and you have the joke, Joaquin and Boaz, the California, Florida, you know what I'm saying? Like they're just fucking with us, dude. It's the, and so when I found the, this, the story with the mirrors and the Mayan portal, it's an ancient Mayan, which is potentially, you know, original, like where Atlanteans went to Miami, Miami. And he's the father of Miami, which is used to be spelt with a M with a Y there too. And Maya is the is the mother of Hermes and all that shit. And yes, please go. Okay, let me pick up a lot of what homie just laid out. <laughs> I'm totally gonna put everything. It's crazy how your work and my work is like making babies together. This is awesome. You guys are inserting the yourself monkeys. in each other's work. That's crazy. We're making her monkeys. <laughs> her monkey's eye. <laughs> all right. So let's see if I can get the share going. So, yo, send me about... that article, Romy, because I want to read that shit. Yeah, it's a great PDF. I'll send it to you. I'll put it in the group chat. So, we're talking about uh, planting flags. We're yeah. talking about mirror clues. So, this is the death card, number 13. 
Remember, Belfagor's prime had 13 on both sides of the 666. Mm-hmm. So right here, we've got card number 13. He's can holding zoom- a flag. Can you it's zoom actually- in, Gabe, please? Oh, yep. The flag is actually, I've superimposed the uh, Florida seal on it. Um, but the actual flag is a five-petaled lotus flower, uh, or lily, excuse me, I misspoke, a lily flower, which is the five petals of Venus that it makes uh, every eight years. But it's interesting that Homie's talking about flagler, plant, and flagler, planting the flag. He's talking about mirror clues. This is a mirror. This is a mare. A horse is a mare. Hmm. And he's talking about water being the mirror dimension that goes into the spiritual realm or for in the aspect of portals. We're talking Look at the about sun Saint, behind those two pillars. We're talking about St. Augustine, the famous pope. And we're talking about initiation in the beginning, the, the first city ever. All of these things are heavily baked into the symbology of this is what's called the Rider Weight Deck. This is the rider on a white horse from the Rider Weight Deck. There is a, a whole lot of information hidden in this card and in this code, and it is all pointing to Florida in a major way. And I want to point out JFK died right here is JFK. This is the dead king on the ground. See the, the crown on the ground? It's a dead king. He died on uh, November 22nd. Well, November 22nd is at the end of Scorpio, and it's the beginning of the 13th zodiac sign, which is Ophiuchus. Ophiuchus is the 13th the, zodiac. Well, the serpent bearer. The serpent bearer. So JFK well, the- dies at the initiation point. November 22nd, the initiation of Ophiuchus, the 13th, uh, some people call it the 13th sign. Uh, That's controversial, but that is completely a thing, and it is all very well encoded in this uh, death card. And now this is where I'm going to, so here we have Indian Burial Ground, Fountain of Youth Park in St. Augustine, Florida. (laughs) I, I love the duality here too because it's fountain of youth and then immediately under that oldest city. <laughs> I love it. It's just like it's like the meeting of opposites everywhere. Yeah, well, man. Yeah, good eye. Good eye. And down on the ground here we've got these two youths, these two children. You know, and we've got the water flowing towards the children. And this little boat, can you guys see there's a little boat on the water? Can you see that little boat? Yeah. Wow, dude. There's a lot of Florida shit going on in this card. I I mean, I fuck with it. Now, I'm going to really blow some minds. This is a hanged man. This is a graphic I made a while back. So I'm thinking the hanged man represents that East Coast, Juan, where Flagler was from. And I'm thinking the death card is representing the West Coast, where plant was focused, okay? Mm -hmm. And here's St. Petersburg over here. Get ready, y'all. I'm going to show us a mirror clue. This is the mirror Uh-oh. clue of the Here mayor. Here comes the money shot. Of the death card. Boom. Oh, shit. What the fuck? Turns out you mirror the image of the death card. You overlap it onto the 13th district. This Tampa Bay, or Tampa, is the 13th district. You put number 13 on the 13. You're looking at a treasure map, y'all. 
Huh. This Yo, the Knights of the Golden Circle had a treasure where, down there, yes. B. Where, where's the horse cock on this map? Where'd the horse cock end up? <laughs> right in Florida. Or right in Orlando. <laughs> oh, let's see. So one thing that's really Kiss profound here, and I've covered it up, actually. This isn't a good example of it. Give me one sec. Let me find here. Okay. Look. Let me zoom in. Look in the in the foot of the horse. We have the horse's foot. The king's feet and the death man's feet, foot, is pointing at the P, pointing. The horse is pointing, okay? Lafitte is the most common name of all the pirates ever, Lafitte. There were like two dozen pirates named Lafitte. Lafayette is another from like a... um, Lafayette. You got it. So we are absolutely looking at a treasure map that is pointing at this location that is indicating the significance of this exact spot in St. Petersburg, which is the hotbed of science-fucking-tology. Yes. Oh, that too! Holy shit! Well, and you is... mentioned before, too, the, the word clear uh, being clear. the Clear like, water is right there, important. bro. Right well, above water is, water. It's the headquarters of Scientology. It's not just right there. It's the fucking headquarters. Yeah, no, but I'm saying it, it's right dude. there. It's 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 Tampa, Clearwater, and St. Pete. Like it, it's it's a it's a fucking clear water. So that's fucking wild. That's where the plant museum is, bro. With that yeah. crazy Moorish revival architecture. Like, look, Plant that, City's right like there. Plant City's right there at the dude. top, at the foot. At dude, the foot of the death guy. To plant the feet, to plant the fucking flag, dude. Like, what do we, what, like, what, what, are, what, what do you think they, oh, you know what else? I think planting the flag of the final frontier, because that's what they called this. They called his excursion was the final frontier. Mm-hmm. Like, it was like the last of the country to actually get Americanized, right? Like, the, the West had already happened, and a lot of people say that, you know, the pl- flag and pl- uh, plant were, uh, kind of correlating what was already happened in California because over there they built the railways to get over to the gold mining everything and they built cities along the railway and they would build hotels that's exactly what Flagler did it wasn't like 100% original you know but he just did it to a place that was unclaimed and so the exploration and the going into the Everglades going south was one of the final frontiers of that and so why did I say Final Frontier a second ago? I don't remember, but I that's when you smoke yes. weed, Romy. <laughs> I know, dude. But you know what I'm saying, baby. So it's crazy. Um, but also conquistadorian uh, all day. Like he <clears throat> was being a slave laborer, and he sent his architects over to Spain, and they were doing Spanish revival. Uh, architecture all over they were conquering conquistadoring their way through new lands taking out indigenous native lands and claiming it as their own it's like and people worshipped him it's like dude this guy's a fucking old fucking white guy taking out fuck granted you know he's giving jobs to people but then he was slave waging like people either worshipped him or they hated him but they obviously on the internet they're gonna fucking put flagler on a pedestal on the fucking flagpole and just be like this guy's amazing, but he was also rich as fuck. Do we like rich as fuck people around here? I mean, like, unless they're giving me money, I don't fucking I don't give a fuck about you, bro. Like, give so me some I, money. God damn it. I got to I got to uh, point out this. Uh, a lot of what we're dealing with, with this flag symbolism and this staking a claim 
you know, marking your territory. Um, a lot of it also feeds into the symbolic uh, power of the pole star. And so one thing that we've really kind of un, un covered in the uh, some, uh, with Mario from Symbolic Studies. Nice. Nice. What, yeah, that's what a medieval time banner, Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> Planted. Yeah. So the, the, the thing that we've discovered is that the flag is representing the dippers that go around the pole star because the dippers are flagons. It's a flagon is what you drink out of. And so all of these concepts are vessels, they're cups, they're scooping up the energy of our admiration, of our veneration of the concept and uh, lifting it, exalting it up as an offering. And I believe that they are Dude. putting all of that up to the pole star ultimately. And this is where that B, is fucking the letter wild. P is two and the letter P is one six. They are transferring all of this bowl worship up to the pole star. Dude, that is on some that, wild shit. On that same topic, too, there's a, I, I think it was from uh, Michael Tsarion, has this great talk on how uh, generals wear stars on their shoulders because when they die in battle, that's the greatest offering that you can make up to the sky, up to the, the star. Um, it's, it's like if someone dies on the battlefield with four stars in their shoulder, this is the greatest sacrifice that you can make. Wow, that is fucking cool. Also, you know, the pole star is is Lucifer. It's the light bearer, the morning star. And so it's just it's Luciferian worship, but it's not in the sense that we, you know, everybody gets construed about that. I think yes. everyone here is on board with what the fuck's going on there. But well, I can I can that's find that real man. quick. I can I can make everything make sense with that whole like oh Satan Satan devil this and that. So in Velikovsky and Electric Universe cosmology, Saturn sat at the North Pole, and that was our primordial arrangement. And there was like literally a big daddy in the sky. It's the demiurge. Oh. That was how it was, and it was Saturn above, then Mars in between us and Saturn. So it looked like an eyeball. The concentric rings of it looked like an eyeball looking down on us. The Eye of Horus or the Eye of... What's the one in Lord yes. of the Rings? Right. Now, something something happened. We came into a whole nother cosmology. The, everything was rearranged. There was a deluge. And now we're in this a whole different arrangement. But there's an imposter on the throne. And that is Polaris. Polaris is just this little tiny little spot in the sky. And we're giving it all this veneration because the whole system is designed to worship that spot. But it's just this little fucking light. What's the big deal? That's the imposter. That's Lucifer. It's it's an imposter on the throne. We've been given all this energy. The whole system was made to venerate the, this northern god, and it's not there. There's this little thing there, and we're like, who's this? That's Lucifer. That's the imposter. Wow. Wow. And I wanted to add something and to so, the, on, the, on the talk of mirrors, because... You brought up St. Petersburg, right? You have Clearwater, St. Petersburg. St. Petersburg was named after St. Petersburg, Russia. So, right. again, this Gnarly. mirroring of two complete sides of the world and then just naming it some fucking... Why Why would you name it after a Russian city? Like, I don't understand. 
Right. And also uh, St. Peter. So the cross of St. Peter is the upside down cross in the Southern Hemisphere. And that's another reason why the hanged man card is intrinsic to Florida. Wow. What the fuck? There was that weird thing with uh, Ida Alice Shroud who she would do the Ouija board and then she would like claim like you can look this up everywhere. She claimed to be married to the czar of Russia. Peter the Great. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was like her. I don't know who the czar was, but like in the in all of the things about her, they'd be like, she was crazy. She she kept saying she was married to the czar of Russia. Every time she'd go into a trance or do the Ouija board, she would come back saying that she was married to the czar of Russia. It was like, it's a random thing, but it's on all these platforms that talk about Ida Alice Shroud Flagler. Wow. That's weird, man. It's just weird, dude. There's just so much weird shit with this, bro. Like, the synchros are nuts. I think it's because it's the water table. I think this is high water. It's on the coast. Dude, you you brought up some fucked up uh, idea because here in Florida, it's always about how how hard the water is. Like, the water's so bad. The water's super bad. All these companies are are dumping these chemicals into the aquifers. Like, the water sucks. Like, the water's super hard. Like, all this stuff. Like... They always oh. talk about the water, and then you're spitting some shit about the water and the spirits and all this stuff, and you're freaking me yeah. out, bro. Dude, that's why New Orleans has that, too. I mean, the water table in the south in general is just, it's like that. And plus, you have, it's indigenous native grounds where burials were literally, all, like, the town, the city of Memphis was a huge, huge mound. The mound building society, or mound building society, the mound building cultures, like, Memphis was a huge mound and they basically rip off the city of death you know from ancient egypt memphis and they fucking put it they put the bass pro pyramid there and they fucking dug out the entire town i wanted to say something else too about saint augustine because that's a whole trip i mean okay so were the spanish that came to saint augustine named it saint augustine after their favorite saint because he was a cultic <laughs> and some sort of secret society or whatever that those travelers came and established this oldest town in America and built a fucking star fort. Like mm-hmm. they have a star fort there as well in St. Augustine. And so it's like we a lot of talk about star forts in the Tartaria mud flood bullshit mm-hmm. and the paradigm, which is just vast and like com- it makes me want to throw up a little bit sometimes all the crazy shit that's out there about the Tartaria. I like I fuck with Andrea Zertis. That's my boy. <clears throat> whenever that motherfucker's throwing down, I pretty much am like, all right, word, I got you. You know, all these other motherfuckers out here, like, my dick, man, come on. Man. Uh, anyways. <laughs> but yeah, dude, I don't know, man. It's just, there's so many connections, dude. This is blowing we my haven't new, even, my We new haven't world. even gone in on the Bermuda Triangle yet. Yeah. Holy which, shit. Which, by Jack the way. Island and Bermuda. Okay, this officially marks the halfway point of the episode for anyone keeping track. So this... <laughs> We're going to run for another two and a half hours here, and we will we'll wrap it up soon after that. Yeah, the, the Bermuda Triangle is very important for uh, because of that, that hanged man card. It represents Odin hanging off the tree of Yggdrasil. And I, and I see the, uh, the pool, the, the waters that he's meditating in, at, which are reflective, homie. He's looking yeah. into the waters to see things, Mercury. the inversion of light through the waters. But I definitely see uh, the Bermuda Triangle as the symbolically as the waters that Odin is hanging upside down and gazing upon to uh, find 
knowledge and wisdom to share. Whoa, so that's pretty. That's pretty profound. Bermuda Triangle, big. Yeah, year. and that, and that just you know <laughs> hints at the fountain of of youth where Ponce de Leon again, and this motherfucker named a hotel after him, Ponce de Leon. He was trying to look for the fountain of youth. What? Where was that picture that you showed with the bodies in it? Where it was like Saint Augustine, the fountain of youth, but then it was like death. yeah. Where? What? What was that? Because that. That reminds me of, I think it's Flamel, where he supposedly lived next to a, a cemetery full of dead kids. And oh, yeah. the whole thing was that he was actually taking dead kid bodies from that uh, cemetery because they never had kids. You know, they, the, him right. and his wife never had kids. So it was like, what were you doing with the kids? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So that, that graphic was uh, Fountain of Youth Park in St. Augustine, Florida. That was the picture of it? That's what that picture was from. No, yes. that's like all the, That's the postcard you send back to the family. Like, hey, I'm having a great <laughs> well, time in Florida. Because they out. say no. Because they say what is the what is the fountain of youth? What do they say it is? It's the fucking blood of kids that you're supposed to be bathing in. This is what the exactly. Elite. Holy so, shit! Are we gonna you are we gonna get into adrenochrome now? You want to get into adrenochrome? Insert Disney. <laughs> Okay, or right, here it is, here it is. Okay, because we have to fucking get into the Disney shit next time. I swear okay. to God, we should get in the Jekyll Island Bermuda Triangle and the fucking why Disney is in California and Florida. And, and then just throw this out land. there too. I, I always land. get I always get shit here for tomorrow for being a land. I always get shit for being a Freemason on this show, but I was I also worked at Disney for ten years, which I'll probably get even <laughs> more shit over. Illuminati <laughs> confirmed. What? It might it might be an even more exclusive society, no? <laughs> yeah, I'm getting the yeah. oh, what the so, fuck? And I mean like not like a like a contractor, I mean like on property Disney employee for ten years. Yeah. <laughs> All right guys, I'll okay. see you next time. That's it. You have to fucking do some digging for us, man. He already has it, bro. He's a fucking insider. So let's let's write this down for next time. Jekyll Island for sure. Absolutely, Jekyll Island. Disney, Disney Disney World, Disney World, and land. We should we got to connect them and land. And then what else you say? Uh, Bermuda Triangle. The Bermuda. Well, we can talk about portals. We're gonna talk about the Bermuda Triangle because I think it's a portal. And and I want to sneak this in too because because you guys were. We're vibing on the mirrors, and I haven't had my say in the mirror. And I remember that oh, dude, this, this on, came man. up. This came up recently because I was looking into a Disney movie of a uh, Snow White and how it opens up on the the Queen talking into this magic mirror. Oh, and this is the fuck. the first major motion picture ever put out ever in the history of the entire world, right? And the introduction opens Wait, up on no this. No way. Yeah, yeah. Snow, Snow White and the Seven Doors first. Uh, full-length motion picture that was fully animated but the oh. this opening scene the queen walks up to this magic mirror with the zodiac symbols all around it they could have made a movie on anything and this was introducing like all of pop culture to this concept and these notes that i had made was was essentially the the symbolism of this mirror itself goes so freaking deep and i think that gabe and uh homie Romy, you guys will like this part so these these notes Not that I me, came across I won't like is it. that uh, I don't think so, bro. I don't think this is really your thing. But the concept of a mirror is is directly related to evoking spirits because what you're doing when you look into this mirror is you're essentially the magician and you're creating an environment 
that's supposed to be hospitable to whatever entity you're trying to reach into that mirror and contact, right? So as I'm in this like nice hotel with all these mirrors around me, I'm I'm creating this space uh, with you know guys that got sent off to Spain and learned the secrets. Like Olive Garden sends their chefs off to Italy and learn the secrets of pasta, right? They come back, <laughs> but you've you've created this hospitable space. You're a magician standing in front of this mirror. And the very next step is you enter into an altered state of consciousness, whether that's magical, drug-related, whatever you're doing. If it's like a meditation, you enter mm -hmm. this altered state of consciousness. And then once you're in this altered state, you project that into the mirror. And this represents you taking this separate entity, this separate altered state, and sending it out almost as like a messenger or like a, like a seeker, a watcher. You know, like a spy, yeah, a watcher out into the world. And then what's the final thing that you usually do is that you call it back, but you do it under a, uh, an authoritative voice. You, you basically are issuing commands to this subservient, maybe it's like a spiritual homunculus, right? But you've, you've sent it out into this world of the mirrors to go and do some spying, find some answer that, that you're trying to find out who's the fairest one of them all in the movie. And then you command it back to you. And uh, the, the interesting part of this is that it's very important to take this commanding tone. Because if you don't, that entity itself that you've sent out into the land of mirrors can learn all sorts of knowledge that you don't know and come back and kind of be your commander. So you have to maintain this, this interesting dynamic. Otherwise, it can get out of control very quickly. And I, I, felt, I thought that was the most interesting thing I had ever heard. And it was all based on Snow White. Right. That is that wow. is so that's that was so fucking crazy. That's that's exactly how the police get you. you <laughs> keep that commanding tone. That's right, man. It, it, I mean that's what makes the game uh keep working, right? It's it's just the con mm -hmm. man. If whoever's got the most confident way of saying something gets the win. Well, you know that the yeah. term what what the term cracker meant here in Florida? It's a whip a whip cracker, no? Yeah, that's for how the, they would communicate for the cows. Yeah, and between the vastness of the of the land, they would communicate via whips, like whoosh, like they would whip in the air to communicate with other people that were so far away because it was just a wilderness. So you have the cracker, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? I mean, wow. mother, motherfucking yeah, I mean, cracker, <laughs> motherfucker. <you know>? <laughs> 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 Oh man, this is fucking so. I, so I put on that list. I put Olive Garden just because I like the way you said that about <laughs> how the Olive Garden is like this alchemical secret fucking portal to because their lasagna is amazing. So maybe that's the secret to to this whole thing. They, they do. They send them off to some secret society of uh, fucking pasta makers, and <laughs> they come back and work at Olive Garden. It's a me, Mario. He's fucking showing them how to cook up the pasta and shit. <laughs> oh fuck! You, you know what's you know what's crazy? Taking blood oats with marinara like, sauce. <laughs> yeah, just fucking out here scribing muffles. Uh, th so I was watching this documentary earlier on the Knights of the Golden Circle, and because I honestly never fucking heard of it, and I was like, I have to look into this, and so started digging into that shit. And one of these guys that was one of the major knights, and like I think he was in the third degree because it had three degrees. He was a barber. He was a barber outside of being a militant, like he was a militant leader, basically. And like, so like he was this major knight in the Knights of the Golden Circle, but he was a barber. Like his day job was a barber. He was cutting hair. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, 
never sleep on the day jobs of these fools. Like, yeah, like a pasta maker, bro. Who fucking knows? On the side, that guy has a he's in the third, you know, he's in the 33rd degree, the Freemasonry or some shit, you know, but he's like he owns a pasta shop over here. Like, you know, like, I don't know, man. Like, what is a barber doing taking out Abraham Lincoln? You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. Good point. Yeah. yeah, it reminds dude. me of uh, I, I I wish I knew the exact quote, but like in Fight Club when uh, Brad Pitt pins the guy down, he's basically like, "We're the people that you know make your food and clean yeah. your house. Like, don't fuck with us." I love Straight that up. movie. Dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, oh, it's a did that that writer uh, Palaninsky or uh, yeah. Palinchuk? Palinchuk, Palinchuk. Dude, that guy's something tight. like that. Yeah. Didn't so that good. scene happen on a checkerboard floor? Pretty sure. Probably. Is that the in one the he's bathroom? punching him in the face or some shit? I don't. I think that's the the scene that I'm thinking about. But let's uh, let's let's re let's rendezvous again. You know, in a couple of weeks. And let's... I I really really wish you guys will look deep into all the members of Jekyll Island because it'll yeah. it'll start blowing your mind when you find out. And do and one of the the most interesting parts of this too. And maybe you can find some way to explain this when we talk about it. But the members of this club, bro. Okay. I guess, honestly, that answers it right off the bat. So see you next week. No, but (laughs) the thing that that keeps blowing my mind about Jekyll Island, even as conspiratorial as we all are and, like, you know, finding connections, but these dudes fucking hated each other. Like, like Pulitzer putting out an $8,000 bounty to dig up shit on your dad so I can publish it. But then, like, that summer, we're all sitting in the same room sharing fucking meals and, like, laughing about how rich we are. But it's, but, like, I understand the kind of, like, uh, there was an old Jordan Maxwell thing about how, like, uh, um, two lawyers in a court are, like, you know, are on the battlefield. They're arguing about each other. But it's almost like two football players on opposing teams. After the game, they're, like... You know, oh, yeah. clinking beers like, bro, it's how party. awesome is this yeah. that we get to play sports for a living? This is great, you know? So they don't actually hate each other. But, man, when you look into the animosity between the actual members of this tiny little club and this tiny little island, why the fuck did they live together? Why did they, like, hang out together if they had this much animosity? So I would I would love to figure this out, you know? Even if it's just, like, an alchemical, they were, like, trying to bind the opposites and find the, the middle ground, but... Still, dude, like, if, if I really hated someone that much that they were trying to dig shit up on my dad to, like, write shit about him, I don't know, man. I couldn't share, like, dinner with that dude, but they did it, like, you know, <laughs> years and years and years. You know, some some rich people only respect people that they hate, and so that's why, like, they, like, see someone that, like, is doing better than them or, like, whatever. They're just like, I fucking hate that son of a bitch. Yeah, well, good point. I respect them. Good we point. didn't even, t- yeah, definitely, we didn't even touch on, like, the you know the 1970s when when disney came into florida why they're even here like all this shit so we we still have a bunch on yeah. the table to talk about which i really we'll didn't come back to florida we got to do like a whole round trip around the the country it's, we'll it was it's so much to talk about like i didn't you know what i mean like it's so fucking vast and then when you really start to deconstruct it and deoccult it then it's like okay now we're in the fucking weeds, you know what I mean? So, most definitely... You, you gotta do your nitrous before these things, man. It'll, it'll open you right up. I don't have... Oh, dude, I thought you were gonna hit him with some pen, uh, Benjamin Paul blood with the with the mirror <laughs> talk, bro. I thought you were about to go there, because he, he fucking talked some shit about that. So, oh, we don't got time for that, but yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's real shit. Yeah, no, uh, got, Benjamin Paul blood. Yeah, well, I'm gonna put that... No one knows out. Benjamin Paul blood. Nobody, Nobody knows about bro. that. That's a BP... Paul yeah. Blood. Oh, shit. 
That's a BPB. BPB. Fractal mirror. Get the fuck out of here, guys. I got to go eat dinner. All right, boys. So, yeah, boys. Right. I'll post everybody's descriptions and links and everything in the show notes. This was fucking crazy. And we'll see you guys soon again to talk about some fucking butt homunculus and all this stuff. <laughs> and Jekyll Island. Jerk Off Island. Disney World. Disneyland. <laughs> we'll catch you fucks on the other side. Bye. Thank you.